<coughs> coughing away like mad in the studio, actually. Poor old Rupert Bartier thinks he had some nuts. And, uh, and I was just, well, I don't know why. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you eat a nut and sometimes it, it loses itself in your mouth somewhere. And then you discover it weeks later. Weeks later. Actually, not weeks later. Sometimes it's never happened. I mean, sometimes you find a little bit because you think it's, and then you think you've lost a tooth, don't you? You go, oh, it's a tooth come out. And you go, oh, that's no, a peanut. It was a peanut from last week. I remember having that. I do like cashew nuts. Somebody said that they're supposed to be not very good for you because they've got all sort of fat. Everything's bad for you. There's nothing I can eat now. It's ridiculous. I had a piece of Madeira cake for us started. What a dull cake that is. Madeira. Oh, at least fruit cake is quite nice. It's boring, isn't it, Madeira? I didn't realise. I do like lemon drizzle. I like the idea of drizzling lemon over a cake. And we've got this chocolatier in Richmond, and he makes, I think, the best lemon drizzle cake, but it's like loaded with sugar. And it's got sugar. You can see the sugar crusting on the top. Oh, it's absolutely delicious. But uh, I have it about once a year. It's my little, my little sort of pre-Christmas treat. And I found some profiteroles the other day in Marks and Spencers. And I looked at them. I thought, nope, I'm not buying from Marks and Spencers. I'm a Waitrose person. I'm a, I'm a Waitrose person. Actually, I, I might be having to buy a gift for the royal couple. Of course, I, I love the idea that the, uh, the royal family leaked it yesterday and the family's very happy. They'd have known about this for weeks, if not months, I would imagine. Weeks, if not months. And so consequently, they then decide, I think mainly because she's got this this sort of sickness, which is quite bad. That's why they've had to put her in hospital. Um, the trouble is, I mean, they're sickeningly happy, sickening, sickeningly good looking. I mean, the kid, can, please, God, it's an ugly child. Please, God, make it ugly. You know, because otherwise they're just going to be they're just going to be too good looking. Imagine if they have twins. I just, for some reason, see twin boys. Don't know why I see twin boys. They, they would know by now, wouldn't they, if it was going to be twins. But at the moment, she's sort of every five minutes, poor soul. Don't listen to this programme, Kate. I mean, you'll be throwing up all over the place. Terrible. And so they have to sort of do an intravenous. And it can't be much fun. It can't be much Do the Middletons have a twin gene? I don't know. I don't know. She'll be the first commoner in the royal family, won't she? I don't think the royals do. Well, put it away. if they do, they've kept it very quiet. <laughs> Which, of course, wouldn't be the first time they've kept things quiet in the royal family. But they've obviously discussed it, and uh, it will be the child that wants for nothing. You know that when it is born, be it male or female, it will be in Queen Victoria's uh, baby clothes. Because they have this robe, don't they, that Queen Victoria uh, had when she was a baby. And so they keep it, and I think they used it for William, and they might have used it for Harry as well. Uh, it's great. It's great. It's good news that it takes away from all the depressing rubbish that we've had to put up with for weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, I, for one, was getting heartily sick of uh, yet more celebrities being dragged out and this or this might not have happened or the allegations were that this happened 500 years ago or something. And you think, oh, dear, give us coming up to Christmas. Give us some good news. You know, we don't get much good news in this because the next thing is snow, isn't it? The next thing you're all going to be moaning about is snow. Which, of course, I love, but I'm, not, I'm the same as you. I don't like driving in it. It's, it's, it's not, not particularly the most exciting thing. But it just looks pretty. And we got a lovely picture in yesterday from one of our listeners who's got a love glory in Denmark. And she's got a little wooden hut. I mean, it looks quite nice to me, in the forest. And it's just surrounded by these beautiful tall trees which are just drenched in snow. And it's, the pre- it's, it's almost, you couldn't have made it up. You know, when she said, this is our little place in the forest, you think, it looks like you've lifted it out of a library picture. It looked absolutely beautiful. And I, I remember when we, when we took the, uh, the godchildren years ago, when they were of an age to kind of still believe in Father Christmas, they stayed in a log cabin, a proper log cabin, with a burning fire and p- huge big bunk beds in there, which were built in. It was absolutely, all you need in these places is just another huge log in there. They put planks along the bottom, and then you've got this huge duvet that went over the top of you. It looked gorgeous. 
Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, one or two problems with the podcast yesterday. The computer was playing silly beggars, I'm afraid. And uh, so what we'll do is... Uh, it should be about 45 minutes and then the remainder of yesterday, which got knocked off. Don't ask me how it did it. I do not understand computers if I live to be 33. And it's, it's off, and it, but it'll be coming back again. OK, so fear not. You will not miss anything. It will be there. Every paper is done this morning. Every single paper. Baby Joy, Baby Joy, Baby Joy. Baby Woman has baby, Baby Joy again. It's, it's on every paper. You know why? Because they're a nice couple. They're a nice couple. But she's going to be in hospital for a few days. <coughs> I think the clue was... You know, when, when he was given the baby grow and he picked it up and smiled and then she's been pictured a few times holding her, her tummy. And so that's either because she's thinking, oh, please, God, let me not be sick this early. That, otherwise, that will really give it away. So on the front page of every paper, and, the, and the, the press can now replay the baby grow thing when he was actually given it. And I thought that was the indication. They're very perceptive. The public are very perceptive. If you follow the royal family, then they, they do like to sort of watch very carefully. She's only got to touch her tummy more than once and immediately, ooh... Is that a babby? It certainly is. Very exciting, really. And uh, she looks glorious. She's just she's going to look like Diana did. You know, Diana looked absolutely glorious, and uh, she looks glorious as well. But he spent most of it. He's obviously very loving. He's obviously besotted by her, and you can understand it. She's fitted in for a commoner, and God knows she's common. You know, she's fitted in really, really well to the royal family. I mean, it can't be much fun having to deal with what is technically the most difficult family in the entire world. You know, not just one marriage broken up, practically every single marriage has broken up. You know, they cannot keep marriages together because they're just not used to dealing with ordinary people. You know, Charles apparently, you know, walks to the bathroom, dropping his clothes as he goes, and a valet walks behind him, picking them up. I mean, I know we've all got that, but for goodness sake, you know, I mean, at least you could make some effort with your pants. You know, pop them in, in the doby basket or something like that. But they, they don't. They don't live in a real world. They don't have to do anything. I mean, the Queen has got no idea what a red traffic light is. She's never had to sit at one because they, she, she's ushered through them. She doesn't carry any money. Why would she? Everything's bought for her. She never sits there thinking, do you know, I think I'll go out and buy some Bronley soap today. I'll buy gift selection in Selfridges. She doesn't go out and have the pleasure of doing Christmas shopping. They sit there and they order it. Everybody in the palace will get a present at Christmas. They'll have the big staff Christmas party. It's a bit like here. And they, uh, and they sit there and the Queen hands out presents to them. That's not at all like here. But anyway, it's a, it's a, you get the gist of it. They're, they are living in a different world. The Queen doesn't, she doesn't wrap anything. I mean, I think most of the, uh, the Christmas cards are auto-penned now, so they don't need to, she doesn't need to sit down. I'm 86, for God's sake. So when's it going to be born? Do we know? Is it, is it sometime next year? Perhaps it'll, yeah, whatever it is, it's going to be lovely. It'll be a New Year baby, which would be great if it's been time for Christmas, but I think it's unlikely their one, uh, that uh, that way. And uh, the other good news is that uh, Ashley, uh, Ashley Roberts, the I'm a celeb babe, you know, she was a pussycat doll. No, you've forgotten her already. OK, fine. Well, she was the she was the one that nobody knew, and she goes in the jungle... And anyway, they've flown out. I mean, as luck would have it, uh, well-known serial Lothario, Mark Wright. Because apparently, according to yesterday's papers, lovely little Ashley Roberts, a babe. They're always babes in the Daily Star, if you notice. They could be 97 and they're still babes. And so, so she's a babe. And she fancied Declan Donnelly, one half of Anton Deck. And, and then quite clearly, somebody obviously turned her mind because he's, he's a far, far better catch than Mark Wright, who hasn't got diddly squat or talent. Although, if you want to talk about talent, as one of the critics points out in one of the papers today, he caught by, by mischance Anne Widdicombe's game show. 
He said it is a classic example of how not to present anything on television. She is so awful, he said, it's an embarrassment. She can't present, she can't string two words together. This is terrible for an MP, isn't it? Absolutely terrible. She also has no, no conversation with anybody on the pro... She's trying to in- indulge them. <laughs> Do they really? They call her the Blue Nun. Oh, bless. I mean, she's funny, but in a sort of... How do I put it this way? Because I always remember when she did the Louis Theroux programme. She quite clearly loves the publicity and likes being, oh, Anne Widdicombe. But I'm telling you, there's a nasty side. There's the nasty side, which is no sense of humour. She really thinks she's something. She really does. I mean, to me, she's just a little short fat bird who hasn't got a bloke. That's all I see her as, who can't dance, can't present quiz shows, and wasn't, wasn't very good as an MP. In fact, really, actually, when you look at it, it's failure all round. There's not really anything there, is there? I mean, she really couldn't dance. She made a joke out of the whole thing, but it was just an embarrassment. Little short fat bird can't dance. So? I mean, really, she should have gone on a dating programme. She's been on every programme under the sun, all the low-rent ones. She went that, uh, I'm a celeb, make me thinner. And she wasn't much good at that either. So I'm trying to think what she's good for. I suppose for us to po- poke fun at, which is not really the way forward, is it? Apparently Bakewell Tart's very popular. Bakewell, I don't like Bakewell Tart. I like Battenberg cake. I like a bit of Battenberg cake. And I do like a bit of fruit cake. I'm quite good with a bit of fruit cake as well. So anyway, we take all your texts and emails. 84850stevenlbc.co.uk. We could have a guess at the name of the baby, couldn't we, today? Did you do that, Dunk? Did you do guess the name of the baby? Don't care, do you? <laughs> because it could be anything. could be anything. could be a fridge freezer. Who knows? Might not be a baby at all. Perhaps go for a bottle of Blue Nun or something like that. What are they sort of... Do you think that they're already working out that they've got exactly the date that it's going to be born in the palace? I should imagine they have... We think six months to go. Oh, that's going to be nice. So it'll take it, really. So December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Oh, it'll be flaming June. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Same as the Queen. Oh, God, I hope she's lived long enough to enjoy it. I hope so. I mean, she shows no sign of slowing down at all. So I'm, I'd, I'd be happy there. Hope Philip makes it all the way through to June of next year. But she's, she's in hospital. She's being looked after. She's going to get the best. The best care and attention that anybody could ever get. In a moment, Charlie has blasted ITV. This is Charlie Brooks. She's a, an EastEnders actress who goes into the jungle and, uh, and uh, then they do a game with her daughter, where her daughter's behind a door. She doesn't pick the... I mean, to be honest with you, it's something and nothing. It's something and nothing. The daughter's behind a door and she doesn't happen to win the prize and so they go, you didn't win it, but your daughter is behind it. And then we get meltdown. And you think, it's just a stupid game. It's a silly game. Your daughter was out there. You knew she was out there. And let's face it, Charlie, you've exploited her in every single interview. Every interview that I've ever seen is Charlie Brooks exploiting her daughter. You know, she might be cute, she might be this, but now she's blasted ITV. Well, I hope they never ask you to do anything ever again, you moaning little madam. Are you never grateful? God in heaven, grow up, woman, for God's sake. This is LBC Nick Ferrari at breakfast. Back this morning from 7. LBC 97.3. Hello. 17 minutes past, past four. Yeah, very quiet in Leicester Square this morning. Very quiet. Very quiet out there. I was having one of my moments, actually, because I remember seeing a programme ages ago on television. I don't know if you all remember it. And it was the one where there was a member of the royal family. I can't remember who she was. But they shoved her in a nursing home and they kind of left. They kind of sort of forgot about her. And, uh, and they went back to do this... I think it was... Was it a cousin of Prince Philip's or something? Anyway, it was this sort of poor woman. We were sort of debating on, on, on the family. 
and how they deal with things. And it's the advisors to the royal family that say, right, we'll do this, we'll do that. And I think the Queen, she does make decisions. I mean, there's no doubt about it. She makes decisions. I think she likes hosting the parties. I think she loves the idea that she's going to be a, a grandmother again. That'll make her a great great-grandmother, I think, now, won't it? I don't know. But uh, either way, it's, it's, something, it's something to put on the front pages of the papers. Something to put on the front pages that means that we don't have to suffer with all the stuff that's been on there for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Not that I didn't think that was relevant, but I just think it's coming up to Christmas. Nice to have something else. So here is uh, Charlie Brooks exploiting her daughter again. Sorry. Uh, she's putting her in all the papers. To be honest with you, she says, I signed up for the show. My daughter didn't. Shut up. Shut up now, you ungrateful little wretch. Shut up, for goodness sake. I tell you what, I hope they never book you for any... If I was a programme producer at ITV, your name would be top of my list. Don't book her for anything. She's ungrateful. She complains afterwards. Have you got your 30 pieces of silver, Charlie? You got that? OK, let's face it, you went on there because your career quite, quite clearly wasn't exactly going anywhere. And then you've exploited your daughter. Here she is. She's exploited with you everywhere. But there again, you're like all the other people before around. It's obviously your five minutes of fame... But, you know, to me, I just feel heartily sick with the people who have to suffer thing. And you've just been paid 50 grand for sitting on your bum in the jungle, not having to actually do anything. You didn't actually have to make a house, did you, or anything like that. You have to sort of lose an arm or a leg. It was all fairly easy. You must have seen the programme before. And because they put your daughter in there, who you knew was out in Australia... You know, you've, you've done this sort of biting the hand that feeds. Not a good idea. Gary Mitchum said, a bit harsh on poor old Anne. She's a character. No, she's not. That's the trouble. She's not. She's a little short, fat woman with no talent. She can't sing. She definitely can't dance. She can't present, present quiz shows. She just sits there with this quavering vibrato in her voice, discussing things which she knows nothing about. And she's doing pantomime. Pantomime, I ask you. You know, I know people go, she's a national treasure. I just wish she hadn't been dug up in the first place, I'm afraid. Uh, I missed your comments on the lovely Denise Welsh wanting uh, IVF treatment. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything on that. It was the front page of one of the papers on Sunday, and I saw it, and I thought, well, she's 54, what what can I say? What can I say? Um, uh, One here. This is... uh, Oh, but you're quite right, says Martin on the info. Bill Bailey was fantastic on the Royal Variety Show. He was was the best bit for me. He was the best bit. The rest of it was just... There was a lot of sort of people sort of messing around and doing a lot of in-jokes. David Walliams is a bit of a loose cannon... And so he came on. I liked his entrance. I thought that was very good on the programme. Who was the worst act on the Royal Variety if you watched it? What, what was the first, the, the first act that you thought, oh dear, this isn't very good? I mean, for, I mean, for us in the, in the Royal Albert Hall, it would have been, I think, Girls Aloud. It was, it was very bright lights. Philip put his hands over his ears. I looked over to the Royal Box and he put his hands over his ears. Should have covered his eyes as well at the same time. Cheryl, of course, as you know, came out and pretended she was the lead singer, which of course she isn't. And, uh, I think they were singing live. I think most people sang live, which I suppose is good. But it was so over-amplified and so much multi-tracking, you couldn't really tell what was going on at all. Um, yes, what was I, I going to say about Deck and, Deck and Ashley, says Jane? Well, in fact, yesterday, she, in her desperate attempt to get uh, five minutes, uh, I think, fame, has come up with the idea that she's going to go out with, with Declan Donnelly, because he apparently quite likes her as well. And then at the party the other day, they, uh, they've they now linked her with Mark Wright. I mean, you don't want to be linked with him. I mean, you really don't want to be linked with him. He's a loser. You know, Declan Donnelly, successful, multi-talented TV presenter, very rich, nice person. 
Hair could be going shortly, but I mean, don't worry about that. To go out with Mark Wright. But then again, I looked at what Ashley turned up to at the leaving party. I mean, it was the kind of thing she'd probably wear dancing around poles. So she attracts... I mean, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, if you like little cut-off Levi's and things like that. But, I mean, wholly inappropriate for a leaving party, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, this is one from Betty in Hampstead. She says, uh, God forbid, the flooding... Should, oh, you don't live in Hampstead. Oh, Bertie in Hampstead. You can't even spell your own name, can you? You poor soul, honestly. B-E-R-T-Y. Oh, God knows, honestly. The further into Hampstead Heath you go, darling, the dumber you become. Oh, dear me. And uh, I laughed about that comment. I laughed and laughed and laughed. I, do you know, I couldn't stop laughing. I was talking about it this morning, actually, with somebody else. And uh, 84850 uk. Uh, another one here. This is from, uh, oh dear, uh, somebody else saying, you're quite right about Anne Widdicombe. Steve, if the pregnancy is twins, how would they decide who makes the throat? Well, there'll be somebody who's born before one, before the other. They don't both pop out at the same time. So there will be one who will be, you know, and perhaps, you know, toss a coin or something. I don't mind. <laughs> 84850, steve at Um... Apparently the model Daisy Lowe responded to one of my tweets. Or so you think. It'll be somebody pretending to be Daisy Lowe. Daisy Lowe wouldn't write to, to, to just people like you. They just don't. I saw something the other day, which it's highlighted in the... Two things. First of all, the Amy Winehouse house. The Amy Winehouse. It sounds like a joke, doesn't it, really? But uh, only made 1.9 million. They were hoping for 2.8. But it was way overvalued, so they didn't get the money. So they've sold it, I think, at £700,000 under the asking price. But it wasn't a particularly nice house anyway. It wasn't particularly great. It was only worth the 1.9, and that, I think, was a bit on the generous side. Been bought by a couple uh, because it failed to sell on the open market. Uh, Amy's dad, Mitch, says, we're sorry to see it go. I bet you are for 1.9 million. I bet you are for 1.9. I suppose you had it up at 2.8, thinking that maybe the death of Amy Winehouse would increase. Who wants to buy a house where somebody died? Especially as you know about it, and especially as it comes with, with what I call provenance, which means that people um, sort of people look at it and they, people will come around and be a bit mawkish about it, a little bit mawkish. So I, I, don't, I don't really know. I wouldn't be interested in buying it. There's better houses around there you can buy, but probably a little bit less money. Um, short, oh, did you do... Oh, you did shorthand texting, did you, earlier on? I don't understand what they're saying half the time. LOL, I know. That means either lots of love or laugh out loud. You have to interpret that. But some of the other things I didn't under- understand at all. Is it somebody here said somebody thought you were sounding a bit of a prude? Or is that me sounding a bit of a prude? Oh, it's you, isn't it? Yeah, I never did it. They set this at four minutes past twelve. Bit of a prude. How could you be a bit of a prude when it comes to texting? <laughs> I do love people. I do love people. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. One here says, Steve Allen's killing me. He's so worth staying up to listen to. Thank you. It's nice, isn't it? Well, we like that idea. I mean, you know, if it wasn't worth staying up, you know, you'd turn off the radio and listen to something else. But, of course, people don't. So what I was going to say is I came back from town on Sunday and I'm on the Westway. And the Westway, it's 40 miles an hour. And right up behind me, you know, one of those tailgaters, who I love so much, is a black BMW. Driven by, let's just call it, a person of limited intelligence. And so he's right up behind me. So what I always do, just to frighten them, I touch the brake very lightly. And they hang back because they think, don't want to plough into the back of this car because we could come off worse. And so he's got his little souped-up BMW with his little cheap blacked-out windows and his little sort of, you know, chromium cheap plastic wheels on it. But he can't sit behind me. He's got to overtake. So he undercuts 
but then unfortunately can't get in front. So he then goes into the other lane. He goes into the right, over on the left-hand side. And he's literally lane dodging to get in and out and in and out. And at one point, he puts his foot down. He misses a car by seconds. He misses a car by seconds. And I thought, you're heading for an accident. Now, I couldn't care less if they want to kill themselves. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. They can die every minute of the day, as long as they don't affect anybody else on the motorway. And yesterday, survivors of a horror smash brawled in the middle of the M1 after two men died in a 140-mile-an-hour race. Good! Good! You know, it takes two more idiots off the road. So they actually get out of the car and start shouting at the other people they're racing with. And you think, where are you from? Where are you from? Two black BMWs, as I say, driven by simple folk. They used to be, didn't they? They used to be quite good cars. BMW, you'd go, that's a BMW. And now they've, they've, sort of, they've sort of degenerated into, they're either drug dealers or failing that. You know, it's people who want little boy racers. So two of them die. And then the other two get out and start arguing with the other people. You cause this crash, you do that crash. You can imagine what they're like, can't you? And you think, I'm so, the police have to come. And you look at the wreckage of this car and you think, 140 miles an hour, good. Good. Highly dangerous. Highly, highly... 140 miles an hour. And you look at the nothing left of the car. Small wonder two people died in it. It's a chav car. It's now for chavs. It's for low-rent people. You know, boy racers. You don't find anybody driving a, a Bentley doing boy racing on the motorway. Not our sort of thing at all. We don't do it. I mean, you don't find people in Cinquecentos doing racing, do you? But it's these silly people with no class... No, no talent, no nothing at all. And all they want to do is race people up a motorway at 140 miles an hour. You know, I mean, so, so two families for Christmas are going to have, you know, two less members to cook for. It's, ju- it's just appalling. But unfortunately, it's the police and the motorway services who have to go out and pick up the pieces for these idiots. So I'm quite delighted. Audi drivers you don't like either, is it? I don't know anything about Audis. I'm not sure about Audis. But, it's these, but, it, it, but it, when I saw this story in the paper today, it was highlighted for me because of this BMW going in and out of the traffic. Because he just had to get in front. So when you look at this car smash in the paper today and you think, good. Good. You know, these people need to be taught a lesson. You don't get any more an ultimate lesson than this. I was talking to somebody the other day. I can't identify them for purposes. Who was in a nightclub. And for no reason, somebody turned round and smacked him in the face. So he goes down and he tries to get up again and his friends pile in. And the bouncers come, a- come across and they throw him out. And he says, what are you throwing me out for? They hit me. But of course, bouncers, there is a nightclub which we've closed down in Kingston. Although I'm led to believe it's still open while they go to appeal. It's called Oceana. Somebody's already died in there. It's appalling. The company that own it were done on the television a short while ago, and all they do is flog cheap drink. They've got another place in Kingston called the Hippodrome, and that's where this, this attack happened. So he was fell to the floor. And I said, you, don't, you shouldn't go to that place ever again, because the next time, somebody will produce a knife. Do you know, they actually have to have people checking for knives in a discotheque in Kingston in this day and age. In my day, you know, you smuggled in a small bottle of vodka, which you surreptitiously poured into a Coke you know, and then you had your vodka and coke. You didn't want to spend the price at the bar. But now it's so cheap at the bar. People get drunk and they come in from out of the area. And when they get drunk, they become leery and disgusting and vile. But the people who own these nightclubs couldn't care less about that. They're only interested in the money that they make. And they're fighting against pubs. And all it is is people getting drunker and drunker. And I said to him, next time you go to this place, be very careful. You're only going to get stabbed the once. You die only the once. It's not like a cat. You don't get nine lives. You don't go, oh, that was, that was quite interesting. I think I'll go back to the club next week. Like the people in the, the boy racers, the 140-mile-an-hour 140, 140 race smash. 
They won't be racing cars ever again, up on heaven, in a cloud or anywhere. They will do nothing. It's the brawling, though, between one car and the other car, and you think to yourself, you're as stupid as you look, aren't you? Every time they whiz past me on the motorway, I secretly hope at the next junction the car's going to overturn and they're going to die. Because I'm sick to death of bad driving on the motorways. It just gets worse and worse and worse. I think these people should be taken off the roads immediately. In their case, two of them were. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Hello. Welcome to Tuesday. It's such a... Oh, I saw a very good film yesterday. Tell you about in a moment. It's 4.30. Morning. Well, there's a bloke in the X Factor uh, called James Arthur. I don't know if you've seen him. He's a rather peculiar-looking child. With ta- I think some people think that if you put tattoos on, it makes you hard. just makes you look a bit stupid. And so, consequently, little James Arthur, who's a very average singer, very average singer, uh, not quite as average as Chris Maloney, though, who's very, very average and sings flat, so that doesn't even make him average. But anyway, James Arthur has picked a fight with Frankie Boyle on Twitter. It's so funny. It's, I mean, it's really, it's, you know, the powder puff picking Godzilla. And uh, the comics started by saying the X Factor hopeful looked like a cross between a tramp and a duckling during Saturday's show, which, of course, he does. I'd be far, far crueler, I'm afraid. I think he looks worse. James responded, because that's the stupid thing, you know, he is. He's, he's that dumb. But it's a poor old man making yet more, then he says a rude word, jokes about X Factor, because he knows that's the only way he can get attention anyway. And then he writes another rude word about him. I'm sorry to report for you, James Arthur, but while you're disappearing and stacking shelves in your local cooperative, Frankie Boyle will be packing out theatres, something you can only dream about, I'm afraid. It will never happen in your life. Frankie replied to him after he'd written this thing. He says, if I wanted attention... (laughs) Gets it so good. I'd sing covers on a talent show inked up like a school desk in a remedial class. Yes! You know, which is quite good. That's exactly what James Arthur does. James then wrote, Stop using my name to try to rekindle your career. Perhaps James is a bit stupid and simple. I'm sorry to tell you, James, but Frankie Boyle is more successful than you will ever be. Standing there looking like a little fat thing with tattoos on ain't going to you know, rekindle your career at all. Frankie Boyle's career is very successful. He has a column in the biggest selling newspaper. What do you have? One album with a few hit singles. If that. I don't even think you'll have hit singles, I'm afraid. Most people disappear completely. You'll go on the little tour and uh, a lot of people will clap, ooh, 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 like seals, and you'll get very excited and, and that'll be finished. You'll come off there and then and nobody will be interested in you because you have no talent. So I think it's wonderful. Somebody says here, James wrote, stop using my name. He says, uh, I want to meet you and see if I don't. And then he says another rude word. He's quite clearly a very common person. He says, uh, if I don't you up on behalf of many that hate you, your children must be proud. Poor James. Listen, popsikins. Listen, James. I mean, try and grow up. You know, it's not easy, I realise, when you when you have got the ability of a gnat, I'm afraid. But uh, Frankie Boyle, so much better than you. So much better. Don't see you being asked on the uh, on the uh, the Royal Variety Show anytime soon. <laughs> 84850. Bill Bailey was great, but the actors I liked the best were the three Chinese tenors. Yes, I quite like the Chinese tenors as well. I thought they were quite good. They weren't... They, I don't know how many songs they did on the show. We, we got two songs... In there, we got we got the normal song which they sang, which was very good, and then we got a Chinese folk song, and it was all it was like it doesn't go like that at all. I'm just making that bit up to make it sound as though I knew what I was talking about. So I, I watched that, and I thought they were quite good, but they have to show you everything. 
850stevenlbc.co.uk. Um, another one here. This is, uh, this says here, uh, I think that uh, the bad drivers on the motorway, the ones that drive bang on the speed limit, and then touch their brakes to scare the bar- car behind. Oh, I love doing that. I love doing that. I tell you, they don't do it very often. They don't do it very often. They only do it the once, and they get out of my way, because I wipe the floor with them. Wipe the floor with them. You have to do things like that, I'm afraid. That's, that's what the intelligent people do. And, uh, and that's, that's why you're obviously a bit of a funny person, aren't you? When I say funny, I mean funny. Funny peculiar, as opposed to funny funny. Uh, I thought uh, Bill Bailey was brilliant, says Karen. It was good at Yes, I thought he was absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. He was the best thing. He was the best thing. Somebody says, uh, I think Steve Allen's a little happy, a little too happy about people dying. Yeah, I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier, I'm afraid. Sorry about that. Perhaps you're one of these idiots who likes to drive very fast on the motorway. But unfortunately, when, when, it, inf- when it sort of infringes on other people and they take other people's lives through their crashed 140 miles an hour, I'm glad they're dead. I'm glad. Because, and everybody else who drives on the motorway will be glad. We've all seen them. You must be particularly stupid if you don't, uh, if you don't think that that was dangerous. <clears throat> Steve Allen, always meant to ask you, uh, when you go to functions, like the Albert Hall one, uh, do the stars that you slate give you grief? Don't bump into any stars that I slate. Katie Price couldn't afford to go to anything like the Royal Albert Hall. You wouldn't expect to see her there. You wouldn't expect to see Peter Andre there. You know, other performing on the set. You know, the day that Peter Andre pops up on the Royal Variety performance is the day I stop going. You know, you're not going to see any of these people on there. You don't see Jodie Marsh. Oh, God, we have somebody like that in the audience. It's a class event. I only go to class events. And so the low-rent people I talk about wouldn't go anywhere near them. Anywhere near them. I mean, you know, the nearest you'd find is maybe sort of Peter Andre and his kids, because he loves his kids, walking around Lidl. And I wouldn't go to Lidl. So there you go. You know, I only go to the nice places. I'm sure that Lidl is wonderful for people on a budget. You know, and it's marvellous. You can get Christmas for threepence. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm quite happy going where I go. Waitrose. I love the idea that people are boycotting Starbucks. Did you love the comment yesterday? Starbucks have decided that they will now consider paying tax. I tell you what, we might consider buying your coffee. Although, frankly, now the staff are coming under scrutiny because they're not being paid the right amount of money. So not only do they not contribute to this country at all because they don't make any profit through creative accounting, but the staff are being treated badly as well. It's really not good enough, Starbucks, is it? The British public could kick you where it hurts. Could kick you where it hurts. I told a friend of mine yesterday, I said, oh, I said, we've got um, Burger King opening in Twickenham. Oh, good, I said, I like Burger King. He said, they adore their flaming burgers. I said, I don't think so. I said, I know that's what the advert says, but I've never seen any flames coming out the back of a Burger King. I thought they arrived in like that. They look as though they'd been done on machine. And then they come in because every time you order a burger, it goes into the microwave. They've got a bank of microwaves. They've got them in McDonald's. Everything's reheated. I don't actually see them cooking. I mean, I know that they say there's flaming and you've got this. Well, where is that? Is that in, is that in Burger? I've never seen it. Never seen it at all. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, love one here, uh, people talking about, uh, a little bit of tummy upset, a little bit more than a tummy upset for the Duchess, she's pregnant, she's sick, she's got this sickness bug, which unfortunately, and it's quite rare, that's why she's, she's in, uh, hospital being looked after, they have to give her intravenous shots, because every so often, she's ill, makes her sick. Rupert Bartry and I were talking about being sick earlier on, and both of us have an aversion to being sick. We don't, we don't like... We don't like being sick at all. Both he was telling me, <coughs> excuse me, he would do anything. He would do anything not to to be sick. I said I'm exactly the same. I felt a bit dodgy this morning coming in. 
And uh, somebody in Thorax says, another royal mouth for the taxpayer to look after. The ro- you are so behind the times. So behind the times. The royal family is self-supporting. They generate more money than is needed. They give back to the country. They give back to the country. God, blimey, you must be really backward and, and lacking in, in the intelligence department if you really think that the royal family is just a... They, that went out years ago. I mean, but there again, this is somebody here who says, I ran a small business for three years after rates, PAYE, employee contributions, VAT corporation tax and accountants fees. It became a tax collection payment service, therefore a waste of my time. Oh, right. So obviously not a good businessman either, I'm afraid. I wouldn't worry about the royal family. They're very self-sufficient. Very self-sufficient. They've got their farm shops. They've got the uh, the, the tourism. Th- oh, God, hugely successful. Hugely successful. Uh, 84850, uh, uk. We weave every single one of your texts and emails into the programme. If you're a bit stupid, we don't read them in, OK? We just put you in, in, the, in the silly box. And you go in there with all the other people who, uh, who aren't too intelligent. And, and that's it. You don't get seen ever again, I'm afraid. Just so I tell you that now. Uh, people talk about the Duchess falling ill and the joy and the concern. And the Queen has been told in a phone call as Kate's sickness gives away the secret. There is a name for this sickness. I can't remember. But everybody's very happy about it. Both sides of the family. And we're thrilled as well. We love the idea. But Caroline Jones is writing in the Mirror today and says she's had severe morning sickness two years ago. And it's called uh, Hypermesis Gravidarum. I think that's what it's called. And uh, she began a week after she got pregnant, had that constant feeling of, of nausea. And she says, I woke up and it was awful. Even the thought of food, she said, made me sick. So it can't be much fun. Can't be much fun. So will it be a girl? If it is a girl, will they call it Diana? What do you reckon? Apparently the names that are coming in at the moment, Catherine, 16 to 1. Not really very likely, is it? Uh, Edward, Richard, obviously, you know, depending on whether it's a boy or a girl. All the names in here are the same ones you've heard before. Philip, Mary, George, James, Anne, Diana, Charles, John, Francis, Elizabeth, Rylan. Rylan is, I think, about a thousand to one. Because, I mean, oh, you didn't see it yesterday on the television. God, it was dreadful. The Lord above, awful. Oh, look, here she is, very attractive Ashley, wearing her hooker outfit at the party. I mean, little cut-off trousers, little skimpy top, and Mark writes there, a man who can't even afford socks and has still got this sort of slightly red face. I don't know whether it's too many sunbeds. And I don't know who he's got his arms round. It's a bit difficult to tell. I don't know who these people are, but uh, Mark, they say, left at party with Ashley. Perhaps it's his posse or something, because Mark's, Mark's a bit of a loner. And there's a picture of uh, Helen. They've called of Helen Flanagan. They've got her down here as an actress. I don't think so. I saw Coronation Street. I don't think she was an actress at all. And uh, and Charlie Brooks, otherwise known from here and after as Little Miss Ungrateful. Little Miss Ungrateful. Yes, disappear back where you came from. Your five minutes is well and truly up. Thank you very much indeed. And take barking mad Helen Flanagan with you as well. I mean, she really is cracked, isn't she? These people. What have we got for Christmas on the television? Oh, Downton Abbey. Love Downton Abbey. Love Downton Abbey. Plenty of booze. And, uh, believe it or not, Channel 4 are giving The Snowman a reboot for 2012. They re- they've replaced Walking in the Air with a song from Razorlight's drummer and added a cute snow dog. I don't know about that. I mean, it's a bit, a bit unexciting, isn't it? Then you've got... Yeah, we don't like changing The Snowman. We're walking in the air. <laughs> Stop 
It's that one, doesn't it? Uh, we've got Call the Midwife as well. Doctor Who. Oh, that can be festive. Oh, and here we go. We've got um, Matt Smith, Richard E. Grant, Jenna Louise Coleman. This is in uh, Scary Snowman. And then you've got... Uh, who's that? Oh, Jason Manford. Will he be doing texting, I think? Dirty texting? I don't know. quite like it. He's got a very good singing voice, you know. But he's in um, this programme with Joanna Lumley. Love Joanna Lumley. Paul O'Grady. Love Paul O'Grady. And, uh, and then you've got the Royal Family. Christmas, my arse. <laughs> it's going to go down well, isn't it, I should imagine. And uh, Channel 4 will bring you a very Jewish Christmas with the Friday Night Dinner Gang. That'll be quite nice. Brucey, Tess Daly wrapped in tinsel. I can only hope Bako fall and shoved in the oven and turned on high and left there. And uh, they've also got some, uh, some cameos. Russell Grant Good and, sadly, the dreary Anne Widdicombe, you know, will be there. Uh, you've also got uh, an Alfred Hitchcock film, The Birds. Very scary. Very, very scary. And then um, it's going to be uh, the last... I'm hoping, actually, to get Harry Hill in for an in-conversation before Christmas. I know he's doing the rounds at the moment. I'm hoping to get him in. So, and at Christmas television, that wasn't very exciting, was it? Best thing for me is going to be Downton Abbey. That's going to be... That's the highlight, isn't it? Ha, <laughs> uh, Steve at lbc.co.uk. Have you seen the film The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas? Uh, my husband and son watched it on Sunday. Uh, my son and I couldn't speak. I saw a fantastic film the other day. A fantastic film. I can't tell you too much about it because it's embargoed. I had to sign a thing. I'll just tell you, it's Billy Crystal's new film. And it has you... It's not Christmassy, although it could be. Uh, but it's got... There's bits in it that make you laugh and bits in it that make you cry. That's all I'll tell you. It's absolutely brilliant. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, right, uh, very quickly here. This is uh, another one. Burger King used a flame grill conveyor belt machine. Well, I've never seen it. Why do they have to put their, uh, their burgers in the microwave then? Don't they cook them fresh? Or are they sitting there stone cold? Ridiculous. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Um... I'll have a check on that one. I think it's very, very unlikely that Kate gets any money from the civil list. Why would she get any money for the civil list? She doesn't need any money from the civil list. But uh, I said, well, I'll have a check on that for you. Quarter to five. London's biggest conversation. Audience in town, 13 minutes to five. Tuesday morning. Hope you've done all the Christmas shopping, finished all of it. Jennifer says, I stopped going to Starbucks a year ago because I hardly saw a British person working there. Doesn't that make you a racist, Jennifer, I thought? Doesn't that sound a little bit racist? In fact, does it sound quite a lot racist? You hardly... How do you know? How do you know they all speak English? How do you know they're not British? Dreadful racist, honestly. What an awful thing. 84850, steve at uh, Another one. I can't remember the name of the um, uh, Billy Crystal film. I'm talking to him this Friday about it. It's great. It really is good. It really is good. I'm, I'm, I didn't actually have high expectations. That's odd, isn't it, really? I went there. Strange enough, I went with Clyde Bull. Uh, Clyde Bull and, uh, and me went there and uh, had a chat and caught up on... Thick, oh, blimey, loads of text to get through. Um, and and had, a, had a real good chat, actually. Has it got print, a parental guidance? Yes. It's very... It's, the kids in it are really good. You know, often you, you watch kids... I can't tell you too much about it, but, the, but you, you watch children in films and sometimes you go, oh, no, but these are really good. They are really good kids. Very clever. I love kids in films. There's a piece in the paper today about the kids in Matilda, 
one of the best shows in the West End. It's on at the Cambridge Theatre. It's Roald Dahl's. It's brilliant. Saying that over here they get 60 quid a show for doing it. It's a sell-out show. It's not cheap. In America, they're going to get $1,200 a week. Over here, 250 quid. Which isn't a lot, is it, really? Not a lot. That's in the papers, which we'll come around to a little bit later on. I caught a bit of the Royal Variety performance, says Neil. Some good, some poor, some very dated. I always wonder if the Royals cringe during some of the performances. And as I know I'm old-fashioned, but I think it's disrespectful when some so-called comedians use smutty jokes in front of the Queen. Perhaps it's just me. Yes, I think that the Queen shouldn't be subjected to... I'm sure she's heard it. Princess Margaret swore like a navvy. I mean, she had the worst language of all. I mean, she was foul. She was potty mouth, I'm afraid. But uh, anyway, he turned over to watch the Inside Claridges. It's had terrible reviews. They've said, can they string this out for three episodes? But, he says, it showed the almost D-Day-like planning for the arrival of a Chinese pop star with an entourage of 16. And the married couple, who have stayed at the hotel every year for the last 40 years, very nice American couple, they stayed for 16 nights at £5,000 a night. Some people have just got loads of money, haven't they? Some people, you get, the, you get the impression, Neil, they live in hotels. All they see is hotel foyers. And they arrive in, they're either air-conditioned or they're not air-conditioned. And, and they like it. I've often said I could live in, in a hotel. I think I could, I could live at the Savoy in one of their apartments. Or the Dorchester, who've got some lovely flats at the back. And I could live in one of those. Bedroom, sitting room, and a lovely marble... I like a marble bathroom. I don't have a marble bathroom, but I quite fancy that. And as for the live episode of The Only Way is Essex, oh my God... Neil says, childlike acting with a script to match. I can't believe these Essex bods have the front to appear on our screens. 50 quid a day, £49.50. Too much, I'm afraid. I would only give them 50 pence for the bus for home. On second thoughts, no, he says, let them walk. I didn't see it. Was it I'm told it was truly atrocious. That they can't act in the only way as Essex. They are truly you know, dimbos and bimbos of the of the worst possible kind, I'm afraid. Hope Noreen's ankle's on the mend. Must have been the musical chairs on Friday. Well, she's still doing that, is she? Still doing. Somebody else has talked to me about the, um... About... I've lost the blooming thing now. Where is it? Goodness sake, where is it? I'm trying to find somebody else. The most boring act on the Royal Variety, because I thought Bill Bailey was the best. For me, the comedian with the potato who thought he was really funny. That was Rod Gilbert. And I talked to him about that on the In Conversation, which you haven't heard yet. And he said to me, I don't think he was happy with his performance at all, because he did this ten-minute act about a potato. And I didn't get it either. But the trouble is, as he pointed out, the Royal Albert Hall is a barn of a place. It's no good playing playing, uh, to the audience in there, because you don't have any contact. You need... The comedian needs to have contact. And I'm afraid that's what he didn't have. And he said, I just ended up playing it to the cameras. So that's why the, the, the potato thing. Yes, it was, it was somewhat, but we thought it was somewhat bizarre as well. He's ever such a nice guy, though. It really is. And the podcast from yesterday, by the way, is uh, up now. So the producer will take down the wrong one. So unfortunately, you'll have to re-download. Re-download. OK, that's our new word of the day. Redownload. OK, and it, it is up there and you can do it. OK, which is good. Um, another one here. This is David. He says, the humbug. Christmas comes, but once a year. When it does, it's blooming dear. It leaves you broke. It leaves you flat. It leaves your stomach on the mat. At least the nights get shorter very soon, says David. You wait till the snow comes down. Out there in Potter's Bar. Whew, you'll be... Ta- oh, it'll be dreadful. Dreadful. Absolutely. Uh, very quickly, another one here. This is... Uh, for- I wonder who'll buy John Cleese's old Bentley. 
I don't know. Is it uh, is it up for sale? Is it up for sale? I didn't I didn't know it was up for sale, which is good. Um, you always say what I'm thinking, says Catherine. I thought the same when I saw Prince William holding that baby grow. The grinny maid. I'm cracking up with laughter. It's tr- I think they knew. Don't you think they knew then? And he's going, oh, dear. Uh, Ken says, Anne Whittacombe did a very, very good job on the sooty show. Anne Whittacombe on the sooty. I mean, really. She'll, she, she says yes to everything. She's just, and you know, and, and I think she thinks people are laughing at her. No, sorry, are laughing with her. They're not, I'm afraid. Uh, Bobby says, what car do you drive? As all BMW drivers are either chavs or boy racers. My wife doesn't even go over 30 miles an hour. I drive uh, an Anage. Nothing like a BMW, I'm afraid, at all. I think as most people who drive them are now so chav. Why do they think they're really classy? Why is it? I thought Mercedes is classy. BMWs, they didn't think were classy at all. They went out donkeys years ago. Uh, June has uh, discovered sprout. You know, there's very odd-shaped vegetables creeping into the shops. Have you seen them? Little bit worried. Little bit worried. Racing sprouts, the cracker game. I have seen this, actually. Somebody sent me one uh, the other year. I put the tree up yesterday. We got the tree up. I've got 500 lights on it this year. 500. Because I went up to the garden centre, because I had to get some more lights, and I, I looked at... They had 180... Then they had 240, and then I found a box with 360. 300, so that went home with me straight away, so that was quick £34. But I'm going into the garden centre at Squires. I'm sort of, I'm there, so I, I'd got off the bus. And I, la, 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 you know, sort of in my own little world, you know. Deck the halls with bells of holly, la, 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 la. You know, trying to be all Christmas and festive. And, uh, and I walked there, and this, this bloke's standing outside Squires, and he goes, you're Steve Allen. And I always go, this, I always say the same thing. I might be. He says, you are. He said, I listen to you every morning. He said, I've listened to you for years. I keep bumping into people like that. I bump into people all the time. All the people are listening to LBC, which is good news, isn't it? It's very good news. Uh, the Boy in the Striped Pyjamas. Very sad. Yes, it's a, I, I don't have... I do have the film, but I haven't watched it. Which is probably... Uh, probably I shall change that over this weekend. I'm trying to find time to do everything this week. I haven't. Although I've actually got my laziest week ever. And I'm not a lazy person, but this week I've got a really, really, really lazy week. I've only got one interview to do this week. I'm hoping it stays like that. So today I can go home. Lynn and I are going to go out and we're going to do the garden centres for all the Christmassy stuff. And uh, then we'll probably go and have a pot of tea somewhere. Because we're of that age now. We can quite happily sit down in a garden centre and have a pot of tea and a piece of cake. I'm quite happy with that. Sometimes we have fish and chips. We, if, we, if we put our minds to it, uh, 84850, uh Another one here. This is uh, from... Uh, call the baby Diana. I don't know, you see. I mean, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I'm, pre- I'm prepared to put money on that. Prepared to put money, I think. Uh, Ian says, all through the summer I've been winding up the wife and her dinner lady friends by saying Kate's pregnancy will be announced by the end of October. Well, I mean, I'm thinking twins, but because they've dropped a hint about twins, haven't they? I think they must have a rough idea. Don't you think so? Perhaps that's why she's being sick. Perhaps she's carrying two. Who knows? 84850 uk. Um, another one here. And this is, uh, uh, da, da, da. do you celebrate Hanukkah? As, uh, I celebrate everything. I celebrate everything. Listen, if there's a thing to be celebrated, I'm out there celebrating it. So I did predict uh, the, uh, the birth of a baby. I did say at the beginning of the year, you can check on the podcast if you like, that it would be announced before Christmas. I did make that prediction. Why? Because I'm Psychic Steve. 
because I know these things. I know these things. But I do... I celebrate everything. If, listen, if there's some festival going where there's food, I'm celebrating it. I do Eid, Hanukkah, Christmas, Hogmanay, Easter Bunny. What else I do? Sinking of the Titanic meal. I do everything. Actually, I tell you who went to that. Anthony Davis went to that. Where this pub, I think, recreated the Titanic menu. I mean, it's the kind of thing you eat, isn't it? And then the whole restaurant lurches underwater. But they d- I turned on the telly this morning to see them doing something about icebergs. And they're very frightening icebergs. There's a lot of ice underneath the... W- under- loads of ice. And if it breaks off, the iceberg bobs up because the ice is holding it down and the, the wave can turn boats over. Talking of turning boats over, here's a Briton who drowned when he was chased into the sea after a violent confrontation with a mob outside a disco in Thailand. His name was Patrick Malloy. He was a non-swimmer, very silly in this day and age, unable to reach the safety of an inflatable boat. He and two other men had been involved in a fracas. They've caught one of them. Uh, His name is uh, James Wilkes. James Wilkes, I believe, um, was one of these thugs outside. Malloy, apparently, the one who died, um, had a history of violence in this country. He'd already been sentenced to prison. Obviously, quite clearly out there. You you only have to look at them to realise what sort of people they are. No marks, I'm afraid. And what is this obsession with Harry Styles and who he goes out with? Listen, ugly boy goes out with woman. Who cares? He's young. He's still wearing his teapot hat. Looks a bit like... I mean, David Beckham wears it. He just looks like an old child, I'm afraid. Harry Styles wears it. He's quite clear they haven't got any money. And so he's out there and, amazingly, they were taking a walk in Central Park and they were holding hands. Well, they weren't holding hands. They didn't hold hands at all, and it was they're just out chatting. You know, if I'm seen out with the producer, you know, nobody sort of says, oh, are you going out with Cat or something like that, you know. I, did, I tweeted a picture of yesterday's producer uh, just to see what the reaction was. A lot of people thought he looked a bit like eye candy. That's more eye candy than producer, you know, being kind. And, uh, and so it's amazing how we're also... Because generally speaking, people in radio are not attractive. You know, that's why we're on radio. If we were attractive, we'd be on television. I'm the, I'm the first one to admit that, you know, I'm not the best looking in the box. But, you know, I make, I make the best of it, which is quite nice. And as it's Tuesday, and as we get ever nearer Christmas, and as we take a look at another laughable picture of Katie Price here, uh, she's wearing some billowy trousers, ditching her normal trash look. She's, uh, she posed for the Artie Mag pony step, trying and failing, writes Clemmy Moody, to convince us that she's chic and stylish. She's not at all. She can't do chic or stylish or wear proper clothes. That's why no designers want her wearing anything. She makes it look cheap. She says here, I don't know how some girls dress so immaculately with their hair and makeup done all the time. I mean, that's exhausting. Yes, not exactly the hardest working person. As we discovered from Leandro, she spends all the time Googling herself to see what the internet's saying about her. Which is hilarious, isn't it? 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Apparently, Cleese has put his Bentley, currently in storage in Kent, up for auction. Starting price of two and a half thousand. Two and a half thousand. Oh, it'll go for way above that, won't it? One of the Bee Gees cars up for sale as well. On FM, on Lylan. Right, so Christmas television's rubbish, isn't it? You don't need to bother with that. You might as well listen to the radio. I'm here uh, Christmas morning. I shall be bringing the turkey in. It's not dead yet, but it will be by the time we get to Christmas morning. We shall probably have mince pies and, and we, shall, we shall probably, probably talk to you as well. God help us. That'll be Christmas Day and, uh, I think Christmas Eve, Christmas... I don't know, it'll be sometime during the week. I love the story of, a, of a, a PC. His name's Mark Davis. He says to his wife, 
or girlfriend, uh, oh no, wife, common-law wife, common-law wife, that means somebody who's lived with you for more than two years, he says, uh, I'm just going on a, on a stag do, so she goes, okay, right, so off, off he goes, but in fact, PC Mark Davis is having a fling at work with WPC Elaine Turner, and it's her he went on holiday with, he didn't tell the common-law wife, but she found out! Somebody obviously sneaked and said he's cheating on you behind your back. So she turns up at the airport with her sister. And they start a bit of an altercation. And he says, oh, got your bit on the side with you, have you? Because quite clearly he's, he's a bit low rent. And that's the trouble. A lot of PCs have relationships because they spend a lot of time with somebody. If you sit in the car with them, then you're on the beat with them. You just get to, you get to see somebody all the time. So it's quite natural that relationships build up. It's a very lonely existence. Very lonely existence, being a being a PC, and quite clearly, none as lonely as Elaine Turner, who decided to pinch some other woman's old bloke. And so she, although the trouble is, you look at a picture of him, he ain't nothing to look at. He really isn't. So they have this altercation at the airport, where she's shouting, and then a, a stand falls over and all the rest of it. Um, interesting. The uh, Both sisters were found guilty of an affray and were ordered to pay £200 costs. I mean, you can imagine, though, can't you? The person you're living with and the person you think loves you... Uh, is off on holiday, and in fact, really, they're off with their bit on the side. Awful, isn't it, really? So quite rightly, she kicked off. Unfortunately, she's had to pay, whereas I should imagine PC Mark Davis is still, you know, with his bit on the side, Elaine Turner. What the what the common-law wife was trying to prove was that he was playing both of them off at the same time. He was not only having his candle... Sorry, not only having his cake, but eating it. He was burning his candle at both ends. <laughs> uh, 84850... Uh, uh, in Twickenham, they've made a big Sue Ryder charity shop. Not cheap. Where will Burger King be? It's going next to the police station. <laughs> Perhaps all the police officers will go there. So it's, 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 you've got the police station, and then you've got, um, then you've got one of those sandwich shops called, it's the cheap sandwich shop. Subway, yeah. See, amazing. You don't have to say the cheap sandwich shop, and people go, Subway, because that's the only cheap sandwich shop one can think about. And it's going, it's kind of next to that. Next to that, I mean, they're they're obviously going to be finished before Christmas. Unfortunately, just as they finish and open, the college will go on holiday and all the students who might have eaten their burgers won't be there for ages, which is good news. Uh, Rosie says you have to include Long Acres in Bagshot on your garden centre tour. Christmas selection second to none. Well, we'll probably do Squires and we'll probably do Not Cuts at Staines. We'll probably do Adrian Hall... And we might venture out to Bagshot. I don't know. There's all sorts of places we can go to. All sorts of places. Bill in Watford says, top Royal Variety performance. Top acts me, Bill Bailey. Nicola Beninetti. I don't know who that was. Nicola Beninetti. I don't know who that was, I'm afraid. Uh, Neil Diamond. Yes, definitely Neil Diamond. He had he talked to the royal family. I was always told you never spoke directly to the royal family. And he said, you'll have to forgive me, Your Majesty, but at my shows, people sing along. And, of course, they do. every. Se- so then he does Sweet Caroline. Of course, you can imagine what it must have been like. Well, you probably, you probably saw it on the television. You know, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, to have the whole of the Royal Albert Hall singing Sweet Caroline, including... Dup, dup, dup. Good times never seem to... I mean, I don't think the Queen was, was singing along to it. I wonder if she knows the words to a Neil Diamond song. But he was good. He must be in his mid-70s. David Walliams, unfortunately, not the, not the person... Uh, for Bill of Watford. He thought he was a, a waste of time, I'm afraid. A waste of time, which is a shame. The Windsor's baby were probably conceived in France. They should uh, rename the little boy, if they have a little boy, Napoleon. 
I don't think Napoleon Windsor's going to go down too well. It's not a name that rolls off. It will have to be something a bit more British, I'm afraid, than Napoleon. Napoleon, they're, they're definitely not going to, to go for at all, I'm afraid. <laughs> I like that idea, though, Napoleon. It's a good name for anybody else. You know, for a chav on the Jeremy Carl show, Napoleon would be a, a name to pick, but not for the rest of us, I'm afraid. Uh, Peter says, I went with the family to Starbucks in Longacre some weeks ago on a Sunday morning. Slow-moving queue back to the door, three staff. We had to go downstairs. Tables covered with used crockery. In a half hour, we were there. Nobody came down to clear anything. I emailed a complaint, never got a reply. I think their coffee's not very good anyway, but if that's how franchise holders and headquarters treat customers, I shall not be going there again. Yet the one at Victoria Station is always busy. I can't understand it. Peter, people drink coffee. We do sit there. How many times have you seen somebody trying to, you know, move or clear a table because the staff don't clear it? I mean, some people are just slow in there. And some people, some people are quick, I'm afraid. I'm pretty worried, says Joe, about the new Snowman film. The original was such a big part of my childhood Christmas. I hope it doesn't lose its heart. I wonder if the dog will melt at the end. Sad times. I don't like it when they change anything. I'm not very good with, with change, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm really not. I felt slightly ill, says John, on Sunday when I read about Denise Welsh and Lincoln wanting a baby. And then I thought perhaps Denise's divorce is not as lucrative as expected. And coupled with a huge tax bill, maybe they're in need of a council flat. Yes, I mean, I just... Do you know what I thought when I read it? And I, I, don't, I, I don't have thoughts either way. I just thought she's an attention seeker. She's an attention seeker. She's an old woman who has spent most of her career drunk. Although, she, strangely, she's actually not a bad actress. She's actually not a bad actress. She was in Coronation Street. Very, very good. Uh, Bobby says, didn't BMW buy Bentley? Well, they might have bought it recently, but they certainly didn't buy my bit, I'm telling you. Uh, Steve, you'd love Hanukkah. I know. I love. I, I do Hanukkah. You light candles for eight nights, have a present each night, and the traditional food are donuts and latkes. Children are given chocolate money. Great fun, but be careful if you're on a diet. I'm going to substitute sprouts for donuts in your honour. Sprouts for donuts. That's a thought. Oh, oh, food. No, no bacon roll. No, no, definitely not a bacon roll this morning. Definitely not. I went to go to the sausage shop because I was early for the film screening yesterday with Clive Bull. And, and they had food there. They always give you croissant or pan au chocolat. And they've got orange juice. And uh, if only I drank orange juice, I'd, I'd kill for an orange juice. I really would. And little bottles of water and coffee. So I had that. But I went to the sausage shop in Soho thinking, I think it's called the Gourmet Sausage Shop. And they've got a whole array of And I thought, I have one. This was half past nine, quarter to ten. They weren't even open. Weren't even open, I'm afraid. So I was, I was terribly disappointed because I'd really, I'd really wanted a sausage. What I wanted, one of those uh, Kaiserwurst, you know, the, the the big sausages with the cheese in the middle, which I absolutely love. Because I went to get one at Kingston Market the other day. They're a bit shoddy, the service there, I'm afraid, in the so-called German market, mainly staffed by people who aren't German. And, uh, and they seem to fail to sort of see customers. And they seem to have different people there. Um... Uh, one here. I, too, celebrate everything, especially if it involves candles, says Patricia. Uh, somebody's recommended Chessington Garden Centre for Christmas decorations. Best wishes, says Anne. Thank you. And, uh, can you mention the Reading Toy Run in Ada Bernardo's on Sunday at 1pm, says Jason. I can. We don't know anything else about it. I do think that was funny, though. Don't you think that's funny? That policeman having the affair with the other WPC and the wife goes to the airport. <sighs> Oh, good. I'll tell you who they should have put on the television. They should have put on uh, Boys Allowed. Only Boys Allowed. Have you seen them on the television? This is a, a group who came together, I think, for Britain's Got Talent. I don't know how many there are. 14 strong. 
And they got into the semi-final, and now they've been signed by Sony. And they're going to be popping up all sorts... They're on the X Factor this coming Sunday. Which is good, I suppose, because they're another act signed. I suppose Sony is that psycho again, I can't remember. But they were very big, and they were all boys from different backgrounds. And the musical teacher, Tim Reese Evans, was having the last laugh because he was bullied at school. Because the moment people discovered that he was into music, they called him a puff. Obviously, people of, again, very limited intelligence, the remedial class. You're interested in music. Hmm. So Haydn, Beethoven, you know, all these people. All puffs, were they? They're so stupid, some of these people. But anyway, they're all out there. He founded the choir, took them on there, and they wiped the board. Check them out on YouTube. They really are. Nicola Benedetti is the violinist from Scotland. Ah, right, right, right. Thank you. Thank you, Des. Now I know. Yes, she was good. Didn't she play to... Oh, I know what she played over. She played when they show you all the people that we've lost. Was that it? Did she show us all these clips of comedians who weren't with us anymore? Pretty certain. Pretty certain. Uh, A lot of people recommending Chessington Garden Centre. So it's obviously a a place to put on my list. Uh, Neil says... um, Neil Diamond. Thank you, Steve. You're not too bad yourself, he says. <laughs> I do like Neil Diamond. I do like Neil Diamond. I'm a big, big fan of Neil Diamond. Uh, have a great time with Lynn doing the garden centre, says Noreen. I haven't got a bad ankle. It's a bad side. Rib area, but not ribs. Several people think it's my, it's my ankle. We're all falling apart. Have you noticed as we go into the festive season? We've all got aches and pains and, oh, dear me, it's awful, isn't it? Awful. Uh, 84850, uk. So, oh, we're changing producers, are we, for a little while? We've got all the different... Oh, that's right, because all these things come out. This is for next year. We're all having a, a move around with producers in the building. They're all... Some, because some people have gone and some people have left, so they're, they're moving them. It's not temporary at all. I know exactly what it is. I've heard. Have you not heard? Oh, right, you haven't heard. I can't tell you then. <laughs> so we've got, uh, oh, we've got loads of people, loads of people all over the place doing the programme. I'll take pictures, I'll tweet them all every day. Because it's like a veritable conveyor belt in the studio. I never tweet a picture of you. I'll tweet a picture of you this morning, all right? God, that actually moans, 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 moans. Every producer I've ever had, every female moans. <gasps> The one who does the in-conversation moans like a good... Oh, my God. Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? You never take me out for dinner. We ne- Oh, Lord. I said to her, sure, I said, it's like being married. It's worse. Worse than being married. <laughs> worse than being married. Oh, right, quickly. Uh, more for the papers. Let's go for... Uh, I don't know what to go for, actually. What should we go? Should we go for the mail? Should we go for the mail today? It's... Guess, guess what the story is. It's a nation's joy... It's uh, William at Kate's side. I couldn't be happier for them. I think they're a really nice couple. I think they're really nice. I think they're really nice. I don't know anything about them, apart from the fact that they're going to have, you know, a gorgeous child or two, and and the child will want for nothing. The child will want for absolutely nothing. Uh, but they seem like a nice couple. I think she'll be a really good mum. You know, when you look at some people, you see them on the Jeremy Kyle show, and you think, you're a dreadful mum. I think Kate will be a great mum. News headlines with Sam Pittis. The Duchess of Cambridge is being treated... Point three. And coming up with Nick Ferrari this morning, as St James's Palace announced the Duchess of Cambridge is expecting a baby. Nick will be talking to royal experts as well as an antenatal trainer to explain morning sickness. Just, I'm sorry, that just makes me laugh. We're actually doing a programme on morning sickness on the radio. And as figures show a third of kids with cancer are bullied at school, Nick will be talking to the mum whose son suffered leukaemia and was teased when he returned to education, plus the environmental health officer on the restaurant owner who battered a rat to death in front of health inspectors. 
I read that as well. Oh, dear. All of that. And Barbara Wants, the journalist and author of Why Not Me, a book about the death of her husband, taking a look at the papers this morning. But they're going to be talking about morning sickness, uh, Camilla Tomenay, uh, a former midwife and antenatal educator, Beth Rushmore. And our reporter, Kath, will be down outside King Edward VII's hospital. All of that and more with Nick Ferrari after the news at 7 today. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, you should have Malibu and milk after your garden centre shopping spree. Yes, it's, I mean, it is apparently very popular, Malibu and milk. I know it sounds slightly odd. They've just brought out an egg. You know, we're also, we've launched on the programme before the self-heating soup. We had a tin of soup that self-heated, and it, because it had chemicals inside in the lining of the can, and you pulled the ring, and then it started started heating. Well, now they've got an egg that cooks itself in just two minutes. <clears throat> and what it is, it's an egg, normal egg, wrapped in four layers of packaging. The second layer is infused with chemicals. There's a smart layer containing water. There's a membrane, and what you do is you pull the tab... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, which removes the membrane to allow the chemicals and water to come into contact. That generates heat. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, the excitement. The, uh, the egg is cooked after two minutes, producing a runny yolk, though the heating process will continue for up to three minutes, and the user twists off the top half of the pack while the bottom half serves as an egg cup. So you've got a self-cooking egg. So you could, you could pack it in kids' things for the, for the day, couldn't you? And... And then you just sort of say, well, you, you could have a, a boiled egg. <laughs> Go to school for your lunch. Beat sandwiches, doesn't it? I mean, the, the technologies work through trials, but no food companies come through yet. To, so I'm sorry about that. It's no good looking for it today. No good looking for it tonight. It's not going to be there in the supermarkets. There's a lovely piece in one of the papers today. It's about some people, and they're, they're obviously going whale watching. And so they're all standing on this boat, and they're all looking out the opposite side of the boat, Whereas the whale has jumped this side of the boat. And so this huge whale, this is just off the, uh, off the coast of Southwest Ireland, just off Cork. And this whale leaps out of the water. It's a humpback. But they're all looking in the other direction. So they haven't seen it. The only time they will actually know that the whale was there was when it splashes. And obviously the, the pilot to the boat has said, keep your eyes peeled, chaps. There'll be a whale along very shortly. They're known along here, but it is... But they can't see it because they're all looking the wrong way. It's a hilarious picture. Most of the papers print that one for this morning. All the papers do the story of the uh, the policeman, the cheating police officer, Mark Davis, with his former partner, Helen McAvoy, and uh, his latest little uh, bit on the side. And she's WPC Elaine Turner. And uh, so, that, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. What on earth she sees in him? I've got no idea. I don't even know where they're based. I don't know where they're based, but they were... They were coming back and then the, the common law wife pitched up at the airport. Lovely, really, isn't it? I love stories like that. They make me laugh. I wish I'd been at the airport to actually witness it. That would. Do you know, women would rather give up sex than chocolate. Sad, lonely people, I should imagine. Why would you want to give up sex for a piece of chocolate? Do get your thermals out. Now, the reason I say get your thermals out, because I'm telling you that the temperature is going to start plummeting. I did put the heating on again last night, and then when I wake up in the morning, the moment the alarm goes off, I then go and turn the, the, uh, the heating off. But I love the heating on. Absolutely do. I absolutely. Paul in Hornchurch says, Towie Live. Did you see it? Five-year-olds at their best. <laughs> I mean, it's just terrible, isn't it? I mean, we knew that they couldn't act. None of the papers mention it. It must have been that bad that nobody mentions it. <clears throat> they do mention the death race on the motorway, 140 miles an hour. Uh, it left two people dead and six people injured. Good. 
I've never seen such stupidity, rank stupidity, especially when you can go onto racing tracks now. And if you are somebody like that, you can just sort of go racing around. Don't race on public motorways. A witness reported seeing two black BMWs speeding along the M1 moments before one clipped the central reservation and bounced off a bridge into the path of the other. The driver and a backstreet passenger. I mean, how stupid are these people? Were killed and both vehicles were damaged beyond recognition. Totally. Can't see the insurance companies coughing up on that one, can you? Me neither. One of the witnesses says as the wreckage lay across the road, a third car pulled up on the hard shoulder and four passengers got out to begin fighting with the survivors of the crash, accusing them of killing their friends. Two men aged 22 and 24 died in the accident. You know, if you're stupid enough to 140 miles an hour on the motorway, you deserve to lose your life. It's just crazy. It's just the stupidest thing from people who are so dim they can't see their nose in front of their face. It's not, I couldn't care what happens to them. Not remotely interested. It's other people that could have been caught up in that and an accident that could have happened which could have killed other people. Perhaps people, you know, going home for Christmas, going on holiday, all sorts of things. So just as well it was just them. Just as well it was just them. Uh, 84850, steve at That's... Uh, check a quick one here very quickly. I was going to bring you the weather, but uh, it's cold. It's all you need to know. It's cold, OK. George or Mary... For Kate and William's children, depending on what they have. I'm hoping twins. I'm hoping twins, Alison. I, th- I think twins would be nice. I think that would be uh, very, very good. Uh, 84850, uk. On the Royal Variety, I'd, I'd love to know who you, who you thought uh, was the worst bit of the Royal Variety and who you thought was the best. I've already put my cards on the table and I've told you I thought Bill Bailey was great. He was professional. He was everything that an act should be. He came on, he sort of, he was very charming. He, he just, I remember watching Bill Bailey years and years ago, and I'd seen, I knew that he played the organ, and I just thought it was a little, like a little Bon Tempe thing. But he really can play, and he does all, he did this great gag about uh, a piece of music, which he slowed down and speeded up. And then he did his thing with the car horns. And it was brilliant, and I don't think there was a note out of place. I thought it was wonderful. Sadly, not one of the best, says Paul, though Bill Bailey was excellent. Take it you watch most of the show on big screens. No, uh, we, we actually watched the... Because we couldn't see the screens where we were. You could just about see them. There was one to our right, which was over and above the royal family. So I spent most of my time watching the royal family. No, we actually saw it. We were actually... Uh, it was good. It was... It, you know, the, the camera that photographed it at the front was quite small and just went round on a little track. So that didn't... That didn't uh, halt us at all with anything. It was, it was quite cleverly done. Quite cleverly done. But it is, it is a barn of a place, the Albert Hall. That's why the Royal Variety really should be in a place like uh, the London Palladium. The, the good news is that the money <clears throat> that they raise would be probably three times as much as they would normally make for one show. So they do the one show. It was, I should imagine, a sellout completely. I can imagine a sellout for that one. So they'd have made even more money for the Entertainment Artists Benevolent Fund, whereas you'd have to do three shows at the Palladium to make the same amount. But it was, it was very good, very good. Uh, Paul says, that's why I tend to avoid the arena gigs. I sometimes feel it's no different than watching the show on television. Uh, don't forget that Peter, because I love my kids, Andrex, is back on tomorrow. Also, the second bit of old Jews telling jokes. You mentioned a listener asking about the Christmas cake you rather liked. Oh, it's stolen. You see, I don't class stolen as Christmas cake. It's just marzipan with a bit of fruit in it. And it's always cut in slices. You can buy whole stolens, I know. And he said, by the way, was that a certain well-known LBC presenter I saw in the audience of the said show? What, me? Yes, I was there. Did, didn't, did it show me? 
I cried at one point. I thought, I hope, I hope the camera's caught that. No, I was sitting there with a box of, box of toffees on my lap. I'm quite happy with things like that. A bottle of water as well. So it's, it was very good. And I'd had a couple of vodkas before the show, so that makes it go much better, doesn't it? You have to enjoy things like that. But I, I thought it was good. I thought it was quite slick. But, I mean, David Walliams, it was, it was a bit odd. I don't know why I thought it, 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 just, it just wasn't quite right. It just wasn't quite right for it. It was good, but different people on there. Different people on there. It can't be. It's not an easy job to do, I'm afraid. Not an easy job, but I do like it. <clears throat> Enter the road for the black cabs. Other side of the news. It's uh, not looking good, I'm afraid. They're going to bring in all the foreign imports. Uh, even the old clock. There's the, the time has stood still. I think it was October the 30th that they stopped producing cabs. Because uh, the company is uh, just about to go under. They've run out of cash. And without a rescue... It's doomed. Even the clock above the the uh, production line has stopped working as well, which isn't good. So, as the papers say today, end of the road for the black cab. I do see more and more of other cabs coming, you know, bigger ones that can get wheelchairs in and stuff like that. You can get many other ones, but these other things are like dormobiles, aren't they, or transit vans. 84850, uk. There's somebody here who's uh, sitting on a beach in Fiji. Oh, Lord, how awful for you. You want to be here, it's cold, wet, windy, miserable. Snow in certain parts of the country yesterday. In fact, quite a bit of snow that came down. Looked wonderful. It really did. I don't want to be in it, but it did look really, really wonderful. And, and the Pope is incidentally now on Twitter, should you think about contacting his, uh, his holiness. Uh, also, Master Chef in the soup. Why? There's no women. There's no women on the television cooking. And yet women do most of the cooking. All you get is sort of blokes on there who are cooking. A lot of people saying that uh, this new girl for Harry Styles is a bit young because she's 22. That's four years older than him. He's in one direction. But, I mean, so he's going out with somebody. She, she's called Taylor Swift. She's a bit plain-looking. I don't know what she's like as a personality. But she's in all the papers. This, we have this endless fascination with who's Harry Styles is going out with at the moment. Hands up who's not been out with Harry Styles. There you go, just me again, as per usual. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's LBC 97.3, and the time now is 5.30. I've decided I've got to slow the Christmas tree lights down. It's like I thought I was having an epileptic fit the other day. I put them on, it's like a strobe. I've got Because I've got 500 lights on the tree, it is, it is a little bit like... I mean, I've got this distinct worry that planes are going to be landing on the roof any time soon. <clears throat> so when I came out this morning, I looked at the tree and I thought, God, blimey, I'm having a fit again. And so I thought, when I go home, I must slow the lights down so that they just sort of fade in and out. At the moment, it is. It's like being in a discotheque without the music. That's we should have music blaring out as well. Uh, Arthur said, when I heard about the self-cooking egg, I was imagining the egg cooking before the chicken had laid it. <laughs> now, that would be interesting. I remember I had a book once, a long time ago. Anyway, moving on. Uh, no, sorry. And it was a book that actually told you all the things you wanted to know, like how do they get the, the peppers in the middle of um, olives? How do they put lead in your pencil? And what was the other one? How do you get square eggs? Because if you look in... What's that stuff you get? It's got the pastry. It's like a pork pie, and it's got egg in the middle of it. How do you get the egg running all the way down so you'll get a piece of yolk? And they were showing you how they made these things. And I think it was a book on how do they do that. One of them, my favourite, and I wish it didn't make any difference to anybody else, it was how do they get a pear in a bottle of pear brandy, a whole pear in the bottle of pear brandy. And how do they do it? They put the bottle over the pear on the tree as it's growing, and so it acts as its own little greenhouse. 
And then when they're ready to put the brandy in, they just cut the end of the pear off. The pear is in the bottle. It's not a special bottle. And uh, it's all done in it. And then they pour the brandy in. How cool is that? How cool is that? And the lead in pencil one. I can't remember how they put lead in your pencil. For some reason, I can't remember. All the strange things. OK. Uh, other stories in the paper today because... Because of the impend- impending baby, which we're all very excited about. Uh, the Daily Express have got a souvenir. Apparently, they've said here, even the Queen didn't know the Duchess was pregnant until she was rushed to hospital with acute morning sickness. Bit of a giveaway, don't you think? I mean, surely somebody must have said something by now. Of course they must have done. So, here she is. They're going to be gorgeous, because she goes into hospital. I don't think anything was preparing her for the sickness. Uh, Echoes of Diana. New birth has the world's attention. All they were saying in America, I thought was hilarious, was... It's going to be a very, very good-looking child. God help them if it isn't. God help them. I mean, anything less than perfect would not be acceptable, would it? It would have to be perfect. The perfect couple. She's perfect. She's always smiling. They look blissfully happy. I think the reason they're blissfully happy is because William didn't have the best of childhoods. You know, when your mum goes very early, he was, you know... And Dad... Dad really wasn't the hands-on dad that he could have been. You get the feeling, because the kids are shoved off to school... And they don't really, they don't think about nannies look after them and stuff like that. So William is determined, I think, so the papers are saying today, to have as normal a family life as possible. To have something so that the child will grow up normally. Okay, so it will be third in line to the throne. I think it's third in line. Either way, though, it's, it's, at least it's good to have some good news. I think there's been so much depressing rubbish in the papers over the past, I don't know, four, five, six weeks now. Uh, Noreen's gone back to bed with a hot water bottle on her aches. Doctor tomorrow. Oh, I love a hot water bottle. I love a hot water bottle. You can't beat a hot water bottle. I don't care what anybody says. There's something comforting about a hot water bottle. When I first moved up to London many, many, many years, during Charles Dickens' time, and uh, I was wandering the streets of London. Matches? Matches? No, that kind of stuff. And, and I'd get in. I had no, no central heating in the, in the bedsit that I was renting for £111 a month. It had a gas fire, but you had to put money in it. And I didn't have any money at the time, I'm afraid, but I did have a hot water bottle. And I used to love my hot water bottle. It was just... I'd fill it up from the tap, from the hot tap. And it was just wonderful. It was really great. Twins would be wonderful, says Noreen. Any child of Catherine and William will be gorgeous. I think I'm going for Charlotte, Diana and Louis Philip. Should we start a sweepstake? (laughs) <laughs> I think, Jeremy, we might as well, mightn't we? We might as well start a sweepstake. Because that's what they're going to be doing. All the, um, all of the newspapers have been to all the bookmakers just to see what odds they're actually offering. Uh, there is no lead in pencils, it's graphite. Ooh, well, look at you, girly boy. <laughs> oh, from Ilford. Oh, dear. Well, a little bit of a worry. Uh, Kylie Minogue, the world's most overrated star. No, we like Kylie Minogue. She is tiny, though. She was on Royal Variety, wasn't she? I'm trying to remember if she was. Yes, she was on Royal Variety, I'm pretty certain. Uh, 84850, uk. Worst variety performance, says Dave. Girls allowed talentless and only famous now because of Cheryl, who's even more talentless. How she had the nerve to be a judge on X Factor is beyond me with the karaoke voice that she has. Oh, dear. Uh, the Chinese three tenors for me... But please tell me all these X Factor and Britain's Got Talent weren't really on it. They were. They were. They were definitely there. Garson's Farm in Isha. Fantastic Christmas decks. Great farm shop, says Jackie in Epsom. Kevin, the innocent milkman, says, totally agree with you, Steve, about the BMW drivers. At least they only killed themselves and not decent, law-abiding citizens. You don't catch us Vauxhall Zafira drivers racing. And speaking of blame, no, I was never Kate and William's milkman. 
Greetings from Chile Stepney. Chilly Stepney this morning. No, this is the story in the papers today of the BMW drivers who killed themselves whilst doing 140 miles an hour on the motorway. As usual, they're not experienced people. They're just a bit stupid, limited intelligence. And uh, thank God they just killed themselves and didn't call, uh, kill anybody else out there because it could have been absolute can't. I mean, that sort of speed on a motorway. I see it all the time. I see it all the time. The sooner the police clamp down on it, they've, they've got their cars out there which stop people on, on motorways. And they've, you know, they've got cameras on the bridges and they've got the police cars there. But you, they ju- you just see these people and you think, they don't care. They really, they couldn't care less because they're so stupid. Lisa says, Alan Carr and David Walliams were very funny. OK, right. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. I thought, you know, if you like them, if, you like, if, you, if you're not fans of them, then you wouldn't have found them funny. Uh, John says, re-careless driving. I had some twit to a three-point turn and drive the wrong way up a slip road. My horn was used very loudly. Uh, 84850 Actually, I saw somebody You see somebody doing it all the time uh, In Twickenham, in Water Lane It's a one-way street I watched some old fool the other day Turning his car around and coming the wrong way up there it's, I mean, you know Why the police haven't put a camera on there at all 84850 Somebody's listening to LBC and drifting off at the same time I don't believe that's possible I do not believe that's possible uh, It's so true uh, another one here. This is, uh, wait a minute. Da, 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 da. I did sprouts on Sunday. Sprouts. I do sprouts every day. Watch the Royal Variety performance, says Rose Neil Diamond. Brill. Uh, basic and cringy Alan Carr and David Walliams. Would have been all right for Chatty Man, but not Royal Variety. Yes. Anybody else see The Only Way's Essex, the live edition? Anybody see the live edition? I'd love to find out if it was as ghastly as everybody says. Uh, 84850, uh, The trouble is, the big problem today is that people are losing social skills, the ability to communicate face-to-face. Well, yes, I mean, nobody has that anymore, do they? Nobody has that anymore. But it's these boy racers, I mean, just pathetic, pathetic wastes of space. Uh, Keith is going to be the name, if it's a boy, born to William and Catherine. Everybody guessing the name here. I mean, people think it could be named after... I mean, you look, you look at the history of poor old Prince, Prince Philip. He's not very well most of the time. But, I mean, if, if God forbid, he sort of goes before the baby is born, I reckon they'll, they'll put the name Philip in there. The girl could be Carol, after Kate's mother's name. And I suppose it could be uh, Andrew, because of St Andrew's University. Uh, William... I mean, I suppose you could go for Leopold... Not really going to be very practical, is it? Leopold, I don't think. Uh, Alice, who was Queen Victoria's second daughter. Alice was second daughter, I think. Uh, And uh, Dorothea. That sound very likely. I'm trying to think of all the old names. That was, I think that was um, George first. George the first, second daughter. George the second's. George George the second's second daughter, Dorothea. Charlotte, uh, Augustus and Frederick. Very old-fashioned names, aren't they? They probably won't. Uh, they won't. They won't go at all. As somebody said, there's only one that will go, as it's House of Windsor. Barbara. It would have to be Barbara for House of Windsor, which I quite like. Uh, diets in the paper today, which are going to help you if you've got uh, problems with your heart. Every day I read something in the paper that tells me you must eat this, you must eat that. There's a new MP in the House of Commons, Lucy Powell. She's only just uh, entered the House of Commons, and already she's two weeks pregnant. That's two. Sorry. She's just gone in. She's only been in there two weeks, and already she's now she's pregnant. Brilliant. Marvellous. 
I'd love the whale watching. It's so funny. Only off, off, only off the coast of Ireland could this happen. Only off the coast of Ireland. Can you actually have people standing there where they're actually looking for the whale and it's, it's jumping out of the water behind. <laughs> uh, 84850, oh, steve at lbc.co.uk. Sanjay says, uh, you could name the royal baby after me. I suppose you could, really. And uh, here's Ashley Roberts. This is the pussycat doll nobody'd ever heard of. You've only ever heard of Nicole Scherzinger. You haven't heard of anybody else at all, and we'd never heard of Ashley Roberts. But uh, she went straight to sunny Los Angeles, and she was spotted flirting with Mark Wright. Oh, God, how dull. Almost as dull and boring as Callum Best. Every time, you know, Callum Best pitches up at a party, you know it's low rent. It's the same for Mark Wright. Oh, look, Mark Wright's here again. The grinning idiot. Oh, dear me. But apparently she's also attracted the attentions of Declan Donnelly, 37, and Joe Swash. He asked her out live on air. She's not going... Joe, she's not going to go out with you, love. She's really... I mean, it's very sweet of you to make the effort, but you can't string two words together. There's no chance, is there? That's not going to happen. One of the columnists today talking about... Uh, get me out of here. EastEnders actress Charlie Brooks. This is the one who's thrown the knife into the back of ITV, saying it's disgraceful, you know, my daughter was exploited and all this kind of thing, and yet she's happily exploited her in every picture. A more ungrateful old bag you'd be hard-pushed to find. I've never met anybody so ungrateful. God, you just earned 50 grand for doing what is tantamount to nothing, and then you moan about it. Oh, dear. Uh, what was the, uh, the act you saw with bad lighting on the Royal Variety? Oh, the, um, the woman who played the piano... Who, oh, whose name I can't remember. So she was sat there playing. We couldn't see her. In fact, it, it could have been Sooty and Sweep playing the piano, as far as I was concerned. We sat there, and I was saying to a friend of mine, I said, I can't see them. I can't see them. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Lots of pictures of the ice and the snow which came down yesterday, this Arctic blast in Darlington, in County Durham, and the Christmas card scene near Toe Law. Looks wonderful. They, they certainly got a lot of snow. They must have had a good, uh, a good five six inches of snow. Big freeze comes as rain continued to batter parts of the country, left devastated after the flooding the other week. And on top of that, then they get the snow and the main. I tell you what really annoys me in this weather: you see people throwing water on the pavement outside their shops. You think it's freezing temperatures? What are you stupid? I saw somebody the other day doing it. I felt like saying, it's icy conditions and you're throwing water on the pavement. God, dear. Dreadful. Uh, 84850. Graham says, re Katie Price and Pepper Pepita Andre. If I were you, I wouldn't worry about bumping into them in public. I would imagine your show is far too intellectual and far too classy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're both low rent. Peter, in his, uh, in his latest little show, Peter Andre, My Dreary Boring Life, uh, is still going on about his brother. He's still going on about the children, which he loves. He loves his children. And this time, you've got the added bonus. His five-year-old girlfriend will be appearing on the show as well. This is the one who he knows... Oh, I mean, what they talk about, I've got no idea. Can't wait to see the programme. No, I can't, actually. I mean, I, to be honest, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I, I don't want to see the programme. I really don't want to see the programme. <laughs> oh, dear. The Royal Baby, apparently, it's all down to coconuts and Brussels sprouts. Apparently that's that's what happens nowadays. Ugly footballers play better on the pitch than handsome teammates. So that's why uh, Wayne Rooney and Peter Crouch do quite well, I suppose. Because they're not exactly blessed with looks, are they? J.K. Rowling is having her first adult novel turned into a BBC series. She's so rich. She's so rich. Uh, worst show I ever saw, says Des. Miming Girls allowed Bill Bailey rubbish. Oh, he was the best act. 
He was the best act on it. He was he was brilliant. And Neil Diamond was very good. Uh, Amy Winehouse's mansion. It wasn't a mansion. It's just a very average house. That's why it went for one point nine million. If it, <coughs> excuse me, if it was a mansion, it would have gone for fifteen million. Mansions don't go for one point nine. They were hoping for two point eight. Oh, and the good news is that Helen Flanagan has revealed her dream of becoming a top lingerie model. Oh dear. Well, let's face it. You're not bright enough to do anything else, are you? Might as well go for it. Quarter to six. <laughs> News headlines with Sam Pittis. The Duchess of Cambridge has spent the night in hospital. Morning, 12 minutes to six is the time. More in the uh, papers today. They're making a a big thing about James Arthur, who's uh, a totally nondescript, tattooed little whatever, uh, who's gone to war on Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle, I'm sure, is really quaking in his boots at this little uh, person. The singer branded the controversial comic as funny as AIDS. Now, I can't help feeling that maybe, I think James Arthur has overstepped the mark on that one, mate. I suggest you uh, either retract very quickly, or you're going to come to a very sticky end. I mean, really, that is about the most stupidest thing I've heard anybody ever say. What a ridiculous thing to say. Proving that your intelligence, I'm afraid, is, uh, is not between your ears. Unfortunately. And he also hinted he'd like a face-to-face clash with Boyle. And uh, James said he wanted to give him a reality check. Oh, God, you're not very nice at all, are you? Not very pleasant. Not only a very average singer, but uh, but nasty with it. Nasty with it. This is why James Arthur, who looks like uh, a cross between a tramp and a duckling, <laughs> that upset him. You need to learn, mate. You're going to hear a lot worse than that in your very short-lived career. Very short-lived. And then, of course, he, uh, he says, James Arthur looks like someone put a sheep's teeth into a baby's head. <laughs> it kind of figures out you. Look at him. He is a bit pathetic. And uh, then, of course, James has hit back at Frankie Boyle, saying, oh, old man, it's dead. Well, he's, he'll sell out more shows than you ever will, matey. He's, he, he'll make more money than you'll ever make. Your career's about to finish. And you certainly don't take on somebody who's got their own column. What, what have you got? Nothing at all. Your little guitar. And he says, if I wanted to sing covers on a talent show, inked up like a school desk in a remedial class, that's with reference to uh, poor little James Arthur's girly tattoos, which he's had put over his body. And a show insider said James won't take any rubbish. There wasn't the word they used, especially off boil. This is a show insider. That'll be James, won't it? Somebody who knocked on the toilet door. James Poppet, would you like to say something controversial about Frankie Boyle? I uh, can't think of anything at the moment. I'll ju- just say I'll, I'll, I'll beat him up or something. That makes me sound hard. I don't think so, dear. I don't think so at all. Oh, look, here's one member of uh, Little Minx. Mix. And uh, this is uh, Perry Edwards. And she's dyed her hair purple. Lovely. Well, I suppose if you haven't got any talent in the singing department, you might as well do something that makes you stand out. And she's out with her boyfriend and his name is Zane Malik. Zane Malik is in a group. And the group is called One Direction, which is lovely. Uh, 84850. Oh, God, what on earth is that? Oh, poor Amy Childs reinforcing the link that you know, Essex Birds on The Only Wears Essex and other programmes really do dress like nanas, I'm afraid. And here she is strolling through uh, wearing one of these a pink onesie and furry boots. God, what do you look like? What do you look like? I mean, you know, trash on legs. I mean, it's just appalling, poor son. Bad hair, bad makeup. All going horribly wrong, isn't it? Oh, Davy Boy Beckham, not wearing his tea cosy for a change. It's always a bit of a result, I always think. If you can catch David without it. And he was ogling some girl. She was. Uh, he, he went with uh, film star Gerard Butler. What's Gerard Butler been in? Do we know Gerard Butler? Is he, is he famous? 
Do you think, what do they talk about? Do you think David Beckham understands what filming is? Do you think he understands anything like that? Do you think they have really good conversations? Because when they, they actually talk about him being friends with, uh, you know, all sorts of people, you begin to wonder, are they actually friends? Are they sort of phone them up and go, hi, it's Dave here. Sorry, hi, it's Dave here. You want to talk to me? You know, and then Tom Cruise goes, no, and puts the phone down. I wonder if it's like that half the time. That's why I think it always, it's, you know, it goes there. I see that Britain's most notorious prisoner, only because he's got a PR agent, I should imagine, uh, Charles Bronson. His real name is Michael Peterson. He decided to change it to Charles Bronson. He apparently now, they say, has passed a violence reduction programme. Oh, whoopee, look forward to seeing him out any day now. I don't think so. He's been, uh, he's taken hostages in ten... <laughs> prison sieges, attacked at least 20 officers and caused half a million pounds worth of damage. He's currently been held in uh, Wakefield. A spokesman for him said, in 40 years of imprisonment, Charlie has never participated in any prison courses or programmes. However, he recently completed the violence reduction programme. Oh, that's made us all feel a lot better then. Whoopee! Go on, let him out. Go on, give him a job here. Give him a job here. Michael Jackson. What's this one? Lady Gaga has splashed out £373,000 on Michael Jackson's stage outfits. Well, I should imagine there must be loads of them, don't you think so? She wants to start a private museum. Well, that's nice. It's a nice idea. £373,000. That estate is generating. That estate is generating something chronic. It really is. There's, um... Oh, Dane Bowers was found guilty. I knew I had to bring you something this morning, which would make you smile. He was ordered to 120 hours of unpaid work for causing a drunken brawl. He was spared a curfew to save his nightclub career. Didn't even know he had a nightclub career. Norwich Crown Court heard how Bowers, 33, who admitted common assault and threatening behaviour, led some men in a violent confrontation against a group of men outside a city nightclub. Led some men. Dear. You can only imagine, can't you? Bowers, an ex-boyfriend of model Katie Price, grabbed a man by the neck and shook him around. He then shouted racist language. Mr Bowers, you're not very clever, are you? Or very bright. Anyway, the judge says it seems highly unlikely that, given your background, you would have made racist remarks. I love judges. They do come up with the biggest pile of rubbish you've ever heard, don't they, really? JLS went out the other day because it's now Christmas, and this is when people go out and celebrities do good things, and they turn up in places, and they've got JLS being the Sunshine Boys going out and meeting kids. Which is, uh, you often wonder, you know when all these groups turn up and the, all the, the groups get their photographs done, but the kids just stand there looking at them going, who is it? What are they doing? What are they doing there? And so they've got lots of pictures of kids here, and quite clearly the, uh, the, the presenters know who they are, and JLS know who they are, but it's supposed to be about the kids. And it, it's always the celebrities. You know, I don't knock it, because that's how, how, that's how the system works. But it's always the celebrities who get loads and loads of pictures. So you've got lots of beaming members of JLS going, oh, like that kind of thing. Wiki... And, and and the kids are kind of like, who is it? It's JLS. What are they saying? We wanted Kylie. We didn't want JLS. We wanted Kylie. We wanted Steps. No, nobody wanted Steps. Nobody wanted Steps. Although they did get a little bit of a, a rave review. This is the group who spent most of their time miming. I don't think they've ever done anything else. I think Claire sings, but she's as big as a house now. And the rest of them just look old and sad. They must creak on stage. They really must. Uh, another one here. I think James Arthur, Steve, looks like Sloth from the film The Goonies. <laughs> OK, it's a good idea. 84850, steve at Uh The background lighting for Diversity and Pudsey masks them to the stage sometimes. Well, no, we saw them very clearly. How could you miss a dancing dog? Goodness sake. 
No, we saw the dancing dog very good. Short, but, but, you know, good. And diversity, we could see very well. It was the woman who played the piano. Amy somebody, I think. Can't remember exactly who it was. Amy somebody. Uh, and we, we thought... I thought the show was actually well, well put together. I really did. Neil Diamond was worth waiting for, but sitting through all the ads, says Gloria, for the various artists' CDs was long and tedious. I went to see him at his huge outdoor evening concert at Woburn Abbey Park. He was invited by the Marquis of Tavistock to use the grounds, being a huge fan. August 77, weather wonderful. He just brought out beautiful noise. But in my opinion, his best ever album was Hot August Night. Oh, yes. I always wanted to come on stage to the opening, the prologue, Crunchy Granola Suite. You see, I know the album very, very well. Uh, and it was one of my favorite. I listen to it sometimes on the train, on my iPod. I've got Crunchy Granola Suite and prologue. And it, it's, it's a good bit. It starts off with this long chord on the organ. And then the drum comes in. Boom, 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 and then it gets into it. And I thought, I want to come on stage to that one time. I really do. It's not, I've never managed it yet because we just didn't, we couldn't fit it in. I'm trying to find out if anybody saw The Only Way is Essex, the live edition. So from what we've heard so far, it was so ghastly. They were all so, so dreadful. And Chris says it was absolutely awful. I do watch it all the time just to see how bad it gets. Uh, the producers are the worst thing about it. Love your show. Exactly. We're doing the same thing, actually. It's just that we're a little bit more professional about it. I loved Bill Bailey, says Diane from the Malvern Hills, Miss Diane. He definitely stole the show. I also like Rod Gilbert, too. Lovely to see little Ronnie Corbett and to see Brucey discussing his long-awaited knighthood. And so good luck to the Crumblies for their big meet-up, organised by Diana of Richmond. I will be there in spirit, she says hello to all the gang. So that's nice, isn't it? Right, people being nice. I feel as though it's a Friday. It isn't a Friday, of course. Um, and Rogan in uh, Broadstairs, it's his 68th birthday today, and he's up early. So many happy returns of the 68. My God, you won't be anywhere near the cake if they light the candles, will you? Could be in another room, I should imagine. <laughs> 68. I don't think you have cake, do you, when you're 68? They don't, they just, is everything liquidised now? Do you have things liquidised? So much easier. I can't do anything. I bought some some party food the other day. It was ab- I won't tell you what it was, but it was absolutely dreadful. It really was. It was the worst party food I've ever had. Uh, Duchess in baby drama. Well, no baby drama. She's just being sick all the time. And they'll talk about that with, with Nick this morning. They'll be discussing at length morning sickness. But the first time you turn on LBC, dear Nick Ferrari discussing morning sickness. As far as I remember, I don't think he's talked about it ever before. Uh, other stories in the papers. It's trying to find something that, that's sort of... That, that you haven't heard about already, or that I've already done on the programme, but Lady Gaga, on this Michael memorabilia, she apparently got an army of people to go round and try and find as many things as she can, and so she's spent £370,000. Whether it's pounds or dollars, I don't know. But she's obviously a big fat. Wouldn't it be lovely if you had that much money? And did anybody claim the money in the lottery? Wasn't the £68 million going begging and somebody said they've only got something like 11 hours to claim it, it's running out, and it was bought in Hertfordshire or something like that. And I remember thinking, nobody's claimed it. Nobody's claimed it. They haven't got the money. In other words, it goes to good causes. And that's always the problem, isn't it, when you think somebody somewhere has missed out. Imagine, you go, I found the ticket. You've missed the deadline. What? Oh, that would, that would be your... Imagine, that would ruin Christmas for you, wouldn't it? Give it to me. I'll spend it wisely. I could, I could make a lot of people very happy with 68 million. Make myself quite happy, too, at the same time. Wouldn't be doing 140 miles an hour on a motorway, though. That's a fact. News is coming up. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's nice to have you company. I hope you're well. 
Hope you're getting sort of Christmas done. Many of you break up for Christmas soon, don't you? And don't forget, you've got to watch the money this year. There's lots of these places which will do, do the payday loans. Just check the interest rates, because I don't like to see people losing out. And as it's going to be freezing cold, now's the chance to look out for pensioners next door and make sure they're looked after and they've got soup and stuff like that in there. It doesn't cost anything to knock on the door and just inquire if somebody's OK. I mean, we're going to be doing our bit at LBC, but you can do your bit too. More after the news, read by Sam Pittis. On it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's LBC 97. We were just discussing Christmas parties, because it's the party season. You know, there will come in about probably three or four days' time. I shall come into Leicester Square, and there will be somebody dressed up with a tinsel crown on, holding a fairy wand, going, I love, I love him, I really love him. Everybody would be all over the place. Christmas party season, don't you hate it? I'm not a party season person. I know some people look forward to it and they go out and, and sort of, you know, go out and say, I'm not that person. I'm more than happy. I said to Sam Pittis, he said, we're, too, uh, he said, we're, we're both too old for this sort of thing now. <laughs> I, said, I was tempted to say, speak for yourself, but he's quite right. You get to the age where you think, I just can't do it. I remember I was, I was in town, was it, about a year ago. And I was having a drink and I suddenly looked at my watch and thought, blimey, I've got to get home. You know, the trains might stop running. And I got back to Waterloo just as the last train was about to leave and I managed to get it. And it's horrible. The last train out of Waterloo is full of all the drunks and everything else and people slumped over. Oh, dear. I'll tell you what I'm seeing on a daily basis. It really is awful. People have got no manners anymore. They're not, um, they're not keeping their feet on the floor on the train. They put them on the seats. The uh, guard came through. There was a, a bloke who got on. He was going to the college in Twickenham. It doesn't exactly attract the most intelligent of people. And so he, he, and he gets on the train. And he's quite smartly dressed. And he puts both feet up on the seat. And you want to say something. You'd be thought, no, it could be one of these loonies or something. You know, produce a knife or anything, spray can or something. Anyway, so I didn't say anything. Luckily, the guard walked through. He's only about two foot tall. Little Polish girl. And she goes, excuse me, feet. And she goes like that. So he takes them off. Which I thought was quite good. I thought that the power of being a guard... Even though when you hear people, I've seen quite a number of people, stupid people they are, put feet... You know, you're out walking, you walk through mud and puddles, and then they get on a train and put their feet on a seat. What sort of peasants are these? Lovely news, says Sarah, about the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge expecting the first baby. I can't believe, or maybe I can, that the press are already speculating about the baby's name. They are. I think they should let the Duchess recover from her severe bout of morning sickness. It is a severe bout. It is. It's every time she thinks about food, she's sick again. So they've got to keep pumping her full of uh, drugs to sort of build her back up again, because otherwise she'll go very, very weak indeed. On a different note, says Sarah, really enjoyed the Royal Variety, and particularly the three Chinese tenors. Rod and Neil Dahmer are also good, but are now showing their age. Yes, and that's where television is unforgiving. From us, from a distance, they looked fantastic. But you tend to forget Rod Stewart. Oh, what I found funny... And I've said it every day. It's Rod Stewart, you know, the man who brought you Maggie May and the faces and it was in your face and all this, singing a Disney song. I mean, it's just... It's, it's, I know he's brought out all these albums. Uh, but I did watch Stepping Out with Catherine Jenkins. She is absolutely gorgeous, as well as being able to sing and dance. Yes, she's lovely. I mean, she really is lovely. She really is lovely. I can't... I can't... Every time we, we do in the studio, people walk backwards and forwards past the window to have a look at her. Because she really, she's lovely and she's slim, and I hate her for that. So we have had a picture taken, but I can't remember what, what's happened to it. Uh, Steve in freezing cold Leighton. Um, 
Bill Bailey may have stolen the show, but I feel sorry for his partner, left alone in the house saying, Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? You've been away too long. Thank you. Like the old gags. The old gags are certainly good at this time of the morning. And when it's cold, when it's cold, uh, Phil says, I wonder if some idiot will leave flowers near the scene of the motorway crash. I think people, I don't know how they do things like that, but this is people who, if they'd not been doing 140 miles an hour, would be celebrating Christmas this year. Unfortunately, we seem to be living in a time where people think it's safe in a country... I mean, the limit is 70. I'm not saying that I'm the biggest paragon of virtue and I'm the only person who would ever only do 70 miles an hour. I have gone a little bit faster. I wouldn't even think in a million years of doing 140 miles an hour. How stupid do you have to be? How really stupid do you have to be? Thank God there was nobody else on the motorway at the time. Thank God there was nobody there, because you can imagine a car with a family in it, with little children, when that thing spun round, and the cars are write-offs. You'll see in the paper today, the cars are write-offs. And then another car, you know, pulls up with its passengers, and they start brawling on the motorway. You killed our friends, you d- and you think, oh, dear, honestly. The young nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one says here, uh, read James Arthur, what do you expect? He's northerner. Chip on his shoulder, chip on his shoulder. This is a man who's been rude about Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle made a fer- fairly pertinent comment. Quite clearly, little girly boy Arthur on The X Factor couldn't handle it and has now threatened him. Very unwise, really. Very unwise. I never think that's a, that's a good move to attack somebody who's got a column. It's, it's never a clever... I'm going to sneeze again. <coughs> did this. <coughs> Sorry, the other day. There's got to be another sneeze, hasn't there? They always come in threes. Come on. Come on. Where's the third one? Come on. Where is it? We've done two. No, it's not happening now. Ridiculous. Um, there is a, a dreadful story today about a, a Tory council leader who shot dead his wife, phoned their friends before turning the gun on himself. And they don't know whether or not he was having an affair or she was having an affair. And he phoned his friend, Jean, and uh, he said it's all too raw to say anything at the moment. So he shot his wife and then killed himself. And you think, what on earth possesses someone? Where do these people get their guns from? Am I being incredibly naive about this one? Uh, he was a leader of the North Norfolk District Council. And uh, during his final moments, he rang their, their close friends. It's believed he wanted to tell them what he'd done before ending his life, but they didn't know what triggered the tragedy. Yesterday, Mrs Amos, 71, was asked how she found out about the deaths and says, I don't want to say anything more. I don't want to say anything at all. We were all in our hot tub, looking at the stars, having a chin wagon, laughing. It was a lovely night. And they seemed very happy. Andrea Johnson was killed yards outside her front door. The body of her husband was found in the back garden. What on earth possesses people to do things like that? You know, it just, just can ruin, you know, so many lives. And, and they just... I don't think people think about things properly. Uh, one here. If James Arthur is as bad as you seem to think, why do we all vote for him? Well, we don't all vote for him. We don't all vote for him. He's great, and we hope he will win the show. Oh, lovely. This is from a vegan, kind of follows, doesn't it, really? Vegans and James Arthur, because he does look a little bit like a sheep, so you wouldn't really want to eat him, would you? just want to want to listen to him. This is Chris in Bracknell. Dear, well, as long as you're voting for him, we don't all vote for him, though, sadly. Uh, 8 for 850. Lynn in Bushy has broken both her wrists after a fall, walking the dog. God, is the matter with people today? People are just falling apart, aren't they? People are just falling apart. Uh, another one here. Uh, a lot of people... I know it does seem odd that they're asking about the name for the royal baby, but they are interested in this. Uh, I just bought my sister's baby a $150 air purifier. 
so it doesn't grow up with asthma. A lot of people like air purifier. I've got, I've got an air purifier. Uh, Dorman Dom is in Reading this morning. I bet it's cold out there. Oh, I bet it's cold out there. A lot of people not big fans of James Arthur, I'm afraid. Ross and everybody else, not big fans. And uh, ACLT charity holding a bone marrow drive and uh, need help. <clears throat> this is, um, if you're from the Greek, Cypriot or Turkish community, uh, you can go to uh, the Turkish school in Catford on the 8th of December. You could save a life because they're always looking for people to donate bone marrow and they want it especially from minorities. So Greek, Cypriot or Turkish communities, if we're in that area, you know what you have to do. You just go down there and they find out if you're suitable and then they can take some bone marrow from you and that can uh, help other people. So could be your could be your thing, couldn't it, for this year. Prince Charles, who's definitely shrunk, they put him next to the biggest bloke here. He went down to St uh, Asaph the other day, the tiny North Wales city devastated by the flooding, and uh, he's, he's going around with this enormous... Prince Charles is having to look up to this bloke. He's the biggest Welsh man ever. And he was shown the ravished home of newlyweds Martin and Isla Jones, and then he went to... Uh, the uh, Glancluid Secondary School, where they cooked 400 meals. And he said, thank God for dinner ladies. I agree, dinner ladies. Oh, ours weren't particularly good, actually. But, I mean, I'm sure dinner ladies everywhere are quite nice people, like traffic wardens. Somewhere there must be a nice one. I couldn't, I couldn't name them off the top of my head, but there must be a nice one somewhere. LBC 97.3. 97.3. Morning, 18 minutes past six. Tuesday morning in London town. Uh, with Nick... After the news at seven this morning, as, of course, the Palace have announced the Duchess of Cambridge is expecting a baby. Nick will be talking to the royal experts, as well as an antenatal trainer, to explain morning sickness. And, as figures show, a third of kids with cancer are bullied at school. Nick will be talking to the mum whose son suffered leukaemia and was teased when he returned to education. Plus, the environmental health officer, who went round to see a restaurant owner, who promptly battered a rat to death in front and left blood all over the kitchen of a Chinese restaurant. It's a horrendous story, it really is. Nick Ferrari uh, with you from seven this morning on LBC 97.3. And the paper review today is Barbara Want, the journalist and author of Why Not Me, a book about the death of her husband. Uh, you've also got Susan Bookbinder with you just after the news at 6.30, about 10 minutes' time. The podcast will be up on time today and it will all be there, I promise you. Uh, they're going to be looking at Leveson, the royal baby, of course. And the, uh, the retailers, in a state of nervousness, amid signs that shoppers are holding off on Christmas... Oh, I can't be complaining now. This is just ludicrous. Do you know, are they never satisfied... Are they never, ever satisfied? Yesterday, queues everywhere in all the shops. And now they're saying retail is in a state of nervousness. For, what? Because you didn't sell an extra pair of socks or something? Girl, blimey. Everywhere's packed solid. Packed solid. Baby names as well. Yesterday's announcement means that uh, everybody now is going to be trying to guess what the baby's... It's not even born yet. We're six months away, at least. And uh, nobody's, nobody's too worried. Uh, I'm not obsessed with being slim anymore, says Natalie Cassidy. who's obviously got a DVD out. She obviously discovered. So, I mean, the world's most unattractive person is now very thin. She's been a yo-yo dieter, and so she's dropped two dress sizes. Don't you just see a DVD in the offing? Don't you just... I mean, call me cynical. She's dropped two dress sizes in six weeks. This will be one of these extreme diets. An extreme diet. And she says, this time I'm confident that I'll keep the weight off. Never managed it up until now. Never managed it. But I bet you anything, there must be a DVD 
It's a six-week fitness programme. There's got to be. She says here, I stuck to a high-protein and veg diet of 1,200 calories, and I did 60 minutes with Rob at the gym six days a week. So, in other words, don't... Wait a minute. Is the... Uh, oh, is there, is there a DVD? Is there a DVD? You bet your bottom dollar there is. It's on the front of Now magazine, where they've got Peter Andre, I can't wait to be a dad again. Oh, He's what? How old is he? Fifty-nine. Peter Andre now, and his girlfriend's what? Twelve or something. And so she, he's featured her in the new TV program, Peter's dull, boring life, which will be Peter being because he loves his kids. Uh, Peter being out there with the kids, and then Peter sitting on the stairs with the girlfriend. Peter talking to his brother about the cancer. They just everything in their life. They've got no shame. They'll sell you anything. Anything they think is interesting. Whereas I'm far more interesting, uh, interested in the fact that Downton Abbey stars and a Bond girl were among the famous faces serving diners at the Ivy to raise funds for theatrical charities, which was lovely. They had Elizabeth McGovern, used to being served as Lady Grantham, was aided by Jim Carter, who plays the butler. That must have been lovely. Emma Thompson, Roger Lloyd Pack, Sir Derek Jacobi, Griff Rees-Jones, Amy Nuttall, Samantha Bond, Phyllida Law... And they raise funds for the combined theatrical charities. Isn't that lovely? Well done. Well done. There's so, I mean, I know there's lots of demands on your money at this time of year. People want your money. They want to, they want to keep it because they want it for, for themselves. All Saints Church in the Uxbridge Road, Harrow Weald, are having a Christmas tree festival from the 6th to the 11th of December. 40 lit and decorated trees and groups and entertainment and stalls. They've got all sorts of things. The spirit of Christmas. Uh, they, they think it's not been attempted before. Well, Christmas has, quite clearly. But uh, not doing all these trees. That's All Saints Church in the Uxbridge Road, Harrow Weald, which is lovely. Uh, Noreen says, I asked John to record the Claridge's programme. It was excellent. How the other half live. I know, I can't wait to see that, really. And a fantastic evening, Pat went to the Westbury Hotel in Mayfair, Maria Friedman in Cabaret, a class act, lots of money raised, good dinner and great company. God bless all those who donated large amounts of money. Yes, I second that opinion as well. Uh, are you going to a panto this year? They've always got pictures in the paper of Stephen Mulhern, but they don't tell you it's Stephen Mulhern. Oh, this one, they do. He's at the New Victoria Theatre in Woking. He'll be giving of his uh, Dick Whittington, which will be lovely. And Pudsey the dog is out there again. Pudsey the dog. Kate says, did you, did you solve the riddle of the huge building with the tower? No. No, unfortunately not, but I will. Um, thank you. Uh, somebody offering me news on James Arthur. Very funny. Uh, one here that says, again, your cough must be driving you mad. Actually, I read a piece in one of the papers this morning that said to stop you coughing, salt water. Salt water. I don't know whether you drink it or you gargle with it. Either way, I'm not too sure. Not too sure. Uh, more on uh, Kylie Minogue. God, she looks, every time you see a picture of Kylie Minogue, she kind of reinvents herself. She doesn't know what to do with her hair. But she's 44 now. She says, sometimes I still sit and think I was only supposed to be a one-hit wonder. It's funny, actually, because I thought she had loads of hits. Loads of hits. A live starfish fell out of the sky. This woman had just stepped outside her studio on Brighton Seafront, and said, um, this starfish fell out of the sky, landed on her head. She picked it up. It's still alive. So she puts it back in the water. She said, I thought it might have been dropped by a seagull, which is probably more than likely. I'll tell you, I told you the other day, didn't I? I was coming back into Twickenham, and there's uh, and, and I'm sitting there in the car, and I can't look all nice and clean and everything else. And next to me, there's 
two women pushing two prams, Polish women, and two two blokes. And I know they were Polish because I've just I know Polish people. And uh, and the the blokes were looking at the car. Oh, nice car, nice car. And all the rest of it. I'm sort of sitting there thinking, you know. And I'm sitting at red traffic lights. And what happens next? There's an almighty on the roof of the car. Some seagull going over has decided to lay, leave me a present. All over the roof of the car, over the windscreen. So, of course, these Polish blokes, one of them go... And they point and laugh at me. I was so horrified. I was so horrified. And I told my friend Michael the other day, he said, I laughed yesterday, he said, when you told that story. I said, I couldn't believe they laughed. I was so shocked by it. So shocked. But, uh, but I managed to... Reg- I just wanted, wanted the lights to change very, very quickly. As quickly as possible. Uh, Diana Elizabeth Carroll, Arthur Nelson Thomas. Hmm. And that gives you Anton Deck. OK, which is quite good. Work on that one. Thank you, Richard, very much indeed. I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to be called Nelson, put it that way. I don't think... Arthur could be... Because um, isn't Prince Ch- Charles, Charles Philip Arthur George? That was, the, that was the one that Diana got wrong. And I can't remember what William is. William is, he's, he's got another name inserted in. I can't remember which one that is. So I'm sure that there will be, you know, a name with a royal connection. Don't think it's going to be, you could call it, to try Steve doesn't say, you know, Steve Windsor. Makes me sound like a bit, a bit of a double glazing salesman, doesn't it? Hello, Steve Windsor, are you all right, mate? What can I do for you, darling? How are you? Steve Windsor. No, it's not, it doesn't, it's, it's not, it doesn't sound, Stephen Windsor, it doesn't, it just doesn't sound right. It makes it Prince Edward, it's like Edward's a bit of a naff name, isn't it? I mean that in the nicest possible way, but it's, it doesn't sound butch, does it? You know, if you're called Edward, it's not the butchest name. It's like, you know, there's all these other names doing that, but Steve Windsor. No, it's, it's not happening for me, I'm for, so I shan't be putting any money on that, I'm afraid. Uh, little Julie says, enjoy the garden centres, wrap up warm. I certainly shall be. And Irene says, gargling with salt water, very good for you. So everybody recommending the gar- This is in one of the papers today. They do a big bit on health. And, and it just, it's just fantastic, because it, it tells you all the things that you're not doing at the moment. Uh, Kate's in hospital, and they'll be talking about that with Susan Bookbinder. I preferred Natalie Cassie, but she had more meat on her. She's, she's got to have a DVD out, hasn't she? She has. If somebody's dropped two dress sizes, that's the selling point. She'll be going at all the things, and then next, next year she'll put the weight back on again, and then I'll be telling you, as I've said every year for the past, goodness knows how many years, do not buy any celebrity DVDs where they're concerned with diet. That's why you've not heard from her for a while. She'll be doing intensive training down the gym. With a, You might as well just go to the gym. You don't need to buy a DVD to tell you to go to the gym. Or failing that, walk up and downstairs a few more times. That's the kind of thing that, that works for everybody. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, just about finished. Let's quickly look at the front, but guess what's on the front page of all the papers? You're waking up this morning, pregnant Kate, in hospital for days. This is the sickness, which they're going to be talking about with Nick Ferrari. Um, the front of the Daily Star, royal baby, it's all down to coconuts and plenty of Brussels sprouts, which is good. Apparently that's the magical love potion. Brussels sprouts. I'm not sure what I can say about that. And I'm a celeb babe. They're all babes in the Daily Star. Ashley Roberts has uh, snubbed Declan Donnelly to party with Mark Wright. Well, I mean, given the choice, Deck could probably want to sit at home and, and watch a bit of television, which is night. Mark Wright craves the attention, but unfortunately doesn't have the talent or the intellect or the conversational abilities to actually, uh, you know, entertain somebody. Daily Express, the Royal Souvenir Edition, Baby Joy for Kate and uh, William. And the Daily Mail, anxious William at Kate's bedside after a dramatic hospital dash. Sun this morning, royal baby. And it's Kate, expectations. 
and Char- Charlie Blast ITV over Daughter Stunt. This is the woman who is so ungrateful, it's almost too embarrassing to be Charlie Brooks. Just when we thought she was going to be a nice person, she stuffed the knife in. So my advice to ITV, don't offer anything else again. She's too miserable for words. Have a lovely day. The podcast will be up very, very shortly. Coming up next on LBC 97.3, it's the morning news with Susan Bookbinder. LBC 97.